Hello, everybody. Welcome to Frame Trap. I am your host, Brad Ellis. I'm joined by, by my lovely host, as always, Michael Damiani. What's up? What's up, dude? What's up, dude? And we got the legend back in the studio, Feels Brandon good. Jones. Ooh. Feels good to have both of you at this desk, but especially to have you in the, captain, oh, the, in the captain's seat? chair, yeah. dude. It's a little weird. Let's jump straight to Lightspeed, man. I'm ready <laughs> it is, man. to go. And for our listeners... Iconic Jones. The iconic Jones. The last thing I grabbed when I went out the door. It's like, what am I? What did I used to pack? What did the backpack used to be? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And also, Don. Is in uh, the studio. This is newer. Hello, hello. Oh, we do get Here the camp. We do get the camp I've switch for Don. Yeah. Yeah. Don's gonna be chilling for Frame Trap from now on, Just hanging out. Yeah. The behind the scenes man. Yeah. Back there, Love Don. having that Don yeah. energy around. Feels good. Shoutouts to Dawn for the super fast stray edit for that stray Dude, review. Dude, Dawn is a mad nice. man. It's a good review, Damiani. So happy that game is good. I was just saying before we started recording, out of the, every game this year, that was the one I was most nervous for in terms of highest hopes that I didn't want to be disappointed. Man, am I glad that came through. That yeah. was that was a there was a lot of heart in that review. There was a lot. It was a very wholesome Damiani review. I most of them it. are wholesome. I think that was the, the one of the wholesomest. Perfection was one of the words. I was like, how do I read Ooh, that? Very good. I've never been challenged in that way mm-hmm. to read a word like perfection. Great pun. Yeah. I wanted to keep, I had to keep it short. I had like a much longer version. Planned. Sure. Oh, for the but review? I was like, yeah. This, how many words was it? Well, it was only a six minute review. So okay. in the so end. Okay, like 800. But uh, yeah, I, I wanted to talk more about cats just in general in a lot of parts. <laughs> and the I was blood like, make cuts? Yeah. The cat cuts? Oh, well, no, no, they weren't even in there. I made the cuts because I knew blood would make the Oh, cuts. yeah. I'm actually surprised he let my opening paragraph stay pretty much as is. Isn't that weird? Because one of the yeah. first comments is like, is Damiani reviewing cats in the first yeah, paragraph? It's like, well, you got to know. I mean, <laughs> if you're not that familiar with cats, we need to establish why they're great. Jones. Yes. How are you enjoying retirement? It's nice. It, re- it, it really brings in, speaking of, you know, to, to, to set the scene, I am, you know, taking care of a three-year-old right. and I'm also writing a book. I'm also- Oh, so you're very mind. busy. Um, so I've been, yeah, trying to expand my horizons in that way as cool. much as possible. But it totally brings into focus, like, what am I going to play and why? Mm. You know, like what, you know, the game, like- the games, I doubled down on them. I played one of them like this morning just to refresh myself because I'm like, I do need to prepare for Frame Trap. Mm-hmm. But it is weird playing games, you know, playing Fortnite or Final Fantasy 14 or, for, you know, stuff where I'm just like, yeah, this just, just rebooted Spider-Man. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, never played the PlayStation 5 version. And it's like, what what compels me to these things? What brings me, and what bounces me off? Like some stuff I was like, yeah. oh, like Lego Batman. I, like the original, like I kind of on a Lego kick. I'm like, I kind of want to replay that one. And just like, I booted it up and they played the Elfman theme and I'm like, oh wait, I think this entire game is nothing but the 89 Elfman theme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember that turning me off. Nope. And just like dumped it. Ooh. Did you play um, Skywalker Saga? Yeah. Did you like it? I really like that. Cool. Yeah. I thought I was going to play more than I did. It's always mm. kind of like a test when you get to that. You How know, many when movies you, did you When you finish the campaign. Oh, I did the whole. Oh, okay. Yeah, did the whole. All okay. the way through. In, in a weird way, I mean, we could, you know, spend Please. the entire episode talking about that, trap. but uh, in a weird way, it by the time I got to, like, you know, Last Jedi and mm-hmm. you know, Force Awakens, like, I was misty because it, like, you got to see these characters through the whole thing, right. and, like, especially the episode three to four jump is so bizarre. Like, there's just no way to really smooth that over. It's such a different, these are different decades, these are different yeah, styles different feeling, and directors. For and, sure. And so, um, well, it's the same director, but... Uh, 
And so that was to, to really ease that transition through them was like surprisingly effective. Like I really got wrapped up in it. Yeah. I mean, I, even from a visual standpoint, the, the jump from the prequels to the class trilogy is like yeah. insane. Go from CGI to like it's a, a dumpy little set. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's cute to see the moments in episodes one, two, and three where they were like, no, no, the tech is you know still yeah. kind of coming along. Still You're like, no, this is gorgeous. <laughs> Come on now, <laughs> this is clearly yeah. twenty years of you know. Those are the yeah. Effects those are the best. Mm-hmm. Kind of like well, Star Wars. Sorry to go to the other side of, right. of sci-fi, but when they did the two thousand nine reboot, like of Star Trek. The Star Trek. Blah, Star, Star, Trek. Star Trek. Sorry. When they did the reboot, it's like, Blah, how are they yeah. going to make that tech? No- oh, I see. Yeah. It's a re. Yeah, they can do what they yeah. want. No papers printing <laughs> and being brought to the cap. Uh, yeah, I like there's like six different versions of Klingons. It's like, what did Klingons look like? I don't know. Oh, yeah, there's, the running, there's a lot of different interpretations. The gag with that, man. They just the running gag with Klingons. I could never so. get into Star Trek. I think it was just so, when I looked at everything in that show, it just looked lame to me. Oh, like, I look at their outfits and stuff. Okay. Like, you think of, like, a stormtrooper or something? Looks sick, okay? Right. And you get some jabroni and, like, a red <laughs> shirt and slacks. Well, they're supposed to look like, like... what is this? What is this? Look at like their guns, USS man. It was jabroni. like a Because they're peacekeeping. They're not supposed to be, like, a military thing. I know that. Like, I know it's not supposed to be. Yeah. So the funny thing is, while it might not always be flashy, Star Wars... True. And Star Wars is flashy, but Star Trek mm-hmm. has got a little... Decent amount of things right about predicting yeah. the future. So I mean, I feel as like much one, as was, one was trying to be a little bit more like slow and steady sci-fi, yeah, with a little bit rooted. Where Star Wars is Star like Star Wars is much is, more mainstream. Is, yeah, this is Star Trek to me was always for like a much more nerdy crowd, I guess. Not yeah, in a bad way, but I'd sure. say. Oh yeah, yeah. Star Wars was the science cool nerds thing. for sure. Star yeah. Wars is a cool thing. I like Star no shade, Trek. Though. But not as much as I like Brad not liking Star Trek. <laughs> I just can't get into it. I love it. No, I like, totally get it. My parents liked it when I was growing up. They'd watch Next Generation. Like, okay, I will admit. Captain Jean-Luc Picard is tight. Yeah, he's pretty cool. He's okay. sick. Because I was about to ask you. He's like, cool. Do you dream of like... I like him. Han Solo walking on the deck of the Enterprise, just like going up to like Captain Kirk or something like, who are you? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Han Solo, like, Han Solo <laughs> is just Han Harrison Ford in real life and it'd just be like, why am I here? These bunch of nerds. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, I really like, say like Kirk was the edgy, yeah. like kind of like adventurous one. It's like, you know, meet Han Solo. Mm-hmm. What's up? Bonus. Jones, you've been playing... Fortnite, the battle yeah. royale for the first time, or the the battle, the battle pass, pass you got into, right. because if you did not know, Indiana Jones is now in the battle pass. <laughs> so this season, which ends at the end of August. I now, think. there are some quests that yeah. you've done. Uh-huh. What did you think about some of them? There is one cool quest, I would say, that's really cool. There was one that was super tough, because I... you It sucks, because I didn't realize like the full extent of it. You like do the... Um, you know, like almost kind of like in reverse, you you run through to the idol and you get the idol. And I bet like when the season started before Indy, people were like, oh, Indy's thing is clearly going to mm-hmm. be here. And in that room, there's like another secret room. Yes. And when they said secret room in the description, I thought it was the room with the idol in it. And so I'm like, yeah, I did it. And then I finished the match. And they're like, no, you didn't do it. And I was like, oh, I'll yeah. try again. And then did the same dumb thing again and didn't get it. And then like had to leave that morning or go do something. And then came back later in the day and just couldn't get in there. Like every time I would go to try to do the puzzle, I would get wasted. Yeah. Uh, so, so that was frustrating. Kind of reminded me of like achievements in World of Warcraft, or they'll have a <laughs> PvP achievement, and you're just like, all I want is this achievement, man. Like, please. Yeah. But it's fun if you get your friends to like all kind of work together. I and did help do it with Hubert Damiani. Let me explain this to you. So on the map in Fortnite, there's like a, a ruins kind of area. Okay. And in like underground, there was this puzzle you have to do with. Uh, there's like four different altars. You have to find these things around the map to see what color they are and turn them to the color. Changes every oh, match. Okay. Unlocks is yeah. Opens the gate, plays some sick like Indiana Jones. He's been going. 
when you're walking in there, Damiani, there's like a narrow hallway, okay, dude? There is floor pressure plates. If you step on them, darts out of the wall. But you can <laughs> dodge them. But yeah. you, you're, you're, it's it's a PvP match. Yeah. So you're just like, if you're in the hallway and you're like, oh, I made it. Like, all it's going to yeah. take is some guy to come around and snipe you and then run in and <laughs> grab the idol, all the stuff. You, you take the idol, you like replace it. Starts going, things are going crazy. Starts shaking. Music's playing, and if you start running out, the boulder dude <laughs> comes in, ran over Huber's. Awesome, took him out. Yeah, yeah one shot. That was fun. So if you have full health, you can just run through and take all the hits mm-hmm. with all the darts flying. But uh, there was one time where like I finally cleared. I go, oh, I got the door open and cleared everybody, and I had like no health. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna make it to this hallway. So I'm like looking for health, and somebody takes me out. And it was funny because the di- I'm trying to do this the first day it comes out. It's just indies everywhere. Yeah, everyone's and so you crazy. go into this temple, and it's just clones of indie all <laughs> you know massacring each other. So it was a little stress, you know, of like, yeah, of oh, course. please, I want to get this, of course. And I was like, ah, you know, as long as I just got indie, you know, this unlocked the emote with the hat the off, hat and dusts nice. it, good puts stuff, it back on. yeah. And then, uh, no, with and it was also for the Temple of Doom. Costume. Oh my god, like, the Temple I, of Doom! Once outfit. I did them all, yes. And so I'm like, do I, am I going to pressure, my, you know, torture myself to to do this? Well, you saw Vader's level 100, right? Yeah, he's the level 100 guy. And then when it happens, it's the same thing with PvP. You know, like when you pull it off, finally, it's like, oh, that was rad. Yeah. And a lot of the other ones were really clever. Like you got to shoot, for, uh, use a pistol for mm-hmm. a certain amount of damage. Okay. Um, uh, do a bunch of damage to people from a car. Like <laughs> yeah. on top of a car or in a Indiana car. Jones like, okay, that's fun. Like, swing from a tree a couple the, times. Dude, like, the glider is the raft from Temple of Doom. <laughs> it's so <laughs> cool. And like the animation, t- like their that's animation good. is so good for all their emotes. He deflates it and it's underneath them. And then he like bounces Fli- yeah, off of it and grabs the side cool. and swings around. Okay, it's really kind of clumsy and perfect. And like uh, the way you jump in that game when you're sprinting yeah. is very indie. Like. It, they got me. It was yeah. the first time oh, I've yeah. ever spent money on that game because nice. I knew it when I saw him. Because yeah. some of them are like, like Batman holding a machine gun. Is like, there's just some like Indiana Jones shoots, dude. Even like Captain America, but like they have a skin uh, that makes everything kind of old, rusty, and brown. Mm-hmm. Like so, just yeah. Even like the more high tech weapons, I just love being Indian in that game. Because uh, there's something if you try to be like a toilet, I'm like Deadpool. Yeah, and I and I like can't even make it like past the top fifty. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you're like a super badass character and you just get like you know annihilated right away. Yeah. But, like if I get like the drop on me as indie I, I don't know it just kind of fit like seeing indie ugh. yeah it's <laughs> good <laughs> I don't feel too bad uh, Damian just a little bonus also oh leaks for Fortnite you ready oh, for this right. one oh. let's get the leaks out of the way ready for this one well, speaking of things that will be bizarre and jarring a cat no <laughs> oh man better Dragon Ball the, finally yes wow. it's happening yes wow. Dude, uh, I think Goku, Vegeta, and I think Beerus are one of them. Some of the skins, and maybe one other character. Mm-hmm. I think there's like the capsule court, and I think there's like, going to be a Kamehameha Ooh, item pickup or something. Okay. So okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay, there's got to be go. not only like a Saiyan skin, but a Saiyan emote. Uh, no, I think there's a yeah, power up like, one. Yeah. yeah, I think there's going to be one where you like can actually turn just, just dudes Saiyan. in a row. All <gasps> yeah, oh, it's gonna be so sick. Going dude. on, man. I wish there was a way to like incorporate like giving your spirit energy to like a single player. Oh my god, a spirit bomb? Becomes Go- the player becomes Goku and then the objective is like people just get to collect spirit, spirit energy. energy. Make it a mode. So you can drop a spirit Dude, bomb a and that, and on the other side. Make it a mode. Oh, man. Yeah. 50 v 50. Yeah. Spirit bomb. Yeah. yeah. Um, so today Stray came out officially now for yep. us. Damiani, you reviewed it for us. Oh yeah. Tell me about this kitty cat game. It is... Fun, yes, lovable. Um, it is a game where 
clearly the people who made this. So I don't know if you know this. I didn't really know it until like I had finished review and started seeing on social media like the marketing ramp up for the game. Mm-hmm. But the the main cat is based off the development to be a blue this. twelve, yeah. which is also the name of your companion B twelve in the game. Oh really? I didn't, I, I didn't catch it till the end. I was like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, blue twelve. Oh, I was like, why is it called B twelve? Uh, they adopted a, a stray cat named Murtaugh. That is what they it base the cat, the cat on, yeah. And so, this game, it's a, it's basically post-apocalyptic world where something happened on the surface. Not entirely clear what happened, mm-hmm. but humanity had to go underground into Fallout shelter cities, like giant cities okay. that are like just encapsulated by concrete. And you start on the surface with your little pack of cats, and like you're just like having a lovable time, just like. Curling up together, meow. They have a, just mea- a meow button. Were you in heaven at this point? No matter yeah, you're playing. Like, I was did like, you take it, many screenshots on your place? So there is no photo mode, which is yeah. like well, a I meant the built-in one. But yeah. I was capturing, so okay. I got okay. so you got so yeah. raw footage. I could relive these yeah. moments. Okay. Sixty like, screenshots a second, baby. Yeah, yeah. And uh, first concern and question was about like the platforming because it's not. Precision based, as in, like, you don't have to, like, manually aim. There's just prompts. Okay. And then your cat will automatically complete the jumps. There's no chance of failing a jump. You can technically turn off the prompts if you want to try and figure out a little bit more mm-hmm. where you can, like, have less guidance, mm-hmm. but there's no really, like, skill involved in the platforming. It's more about figuring out paths about where to go. It's kind of like the uh, half of the Mirror's Edge equation where it's like there's skill involved in Mirror's Edge but also part of the fun of Mirror's Edge is like where the heck am I going and stuff and it's like not so much a race as it is exploration based. And I kind of like that. It's like a very slow pace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not very hectic game. Um, And there's just so many things to do in the world as a cat in terms of like Here's a little puddle. Go up to it, lap up some water, just drink it. A lot of things to scratch in this game. Lots of things oh. to scratch this game. Every single room you go into that has things. Walk up on the counter, knock everything over. Just like, okay. there's a keyboard at one point where oh, you walk yes. over it and it actually gets all of your clicks on it. And it's just lots of places, nice, there's nice places to curl up and like sleep. And like the camera does this thing where it just zooms out and the controller vibrates with a purring noise oh, as you man. just zoom out and it just like stays like that. that. This is a Damiani game. And it's like really good. So yeah, the cat part of it's really good. Um, well, why don't you tell me like what playing this game is actually like? So it, it's uh, it's more of like a adventure game, uh, like almost like a little bit of a, I've seen people throw it on the word detective game. Okay. Because you're trying to figure out how to... Uh, interact with these NPCs and complete quests for them in order to advance. Mm-hmm. Um, so it starts off very linear. Um, once you get into like the the city below, mm-hmm. um, it, it's more about like getting used to the controls. And then you get to your first hub cities. There's these, like I don't want to say how many, but there are hub cities where it becomes a little bit more open, like alleyways. You can go up, climb up all these like ledges and stuff to get up to the rooftops. There's lots of rooms to go into in these buildings. But there are no humans. There are all these robots, robots yeah. who are basically doing the activities that their humans did before them. And you don't know why, but they're now gone. And then you find out that there are these like little alien-looking creatures um, that are called Zerks who basically ran amok underground and started 
it gets killing the humans, but eventually they evolved and found a way to also eat metal. So the robots fear them now. So Whoa. they live in a safe zone, Whoa. isolated from the outside. Like when you first come in, it's like in the trailer, they said they like hit the alarms, the red alert goes off, and you're like, oh, what, why? Because you're just a cat. They don't, they, they think you're a zerk, but then when they see up close, like, oh, oh you're yeah. not one of them. Okay, well, as long as you don't eat us, you're welcome to stay. Yeah. So it's about figuring out where to go, getting items like, um, Using your cat abilities to like kind of like knock over books. Like one thing is knocking over a bunch of books in a library to reveal a safe. And it's Ooh. like, oh, okay, well now how to open this safe? Like maybe go over here and you like knock tear over tear up a poster and behind it was a code on a wall. And it's like, okay, there's the code to go use this. And it's just a bunch of that, like bringing, finding an item, revealing a code, something simple, and then mm-hmm. you get an item, you bring it back to the NPC, and you get more of their story. And okay. it's a very story-driven game. Yeah, like, yeah. Your mileage may vary based on how much you like these characters and you like this world. And I, I, I think it's a pretty good world. Cyberpunk dystopian world yeah. where robots, like, they're just emulating humans, and mm-hmm. they do have, like, emotions. They, they, they fear. Like, they're, they're, they're scared of dying. One of them, one of the main characters you come across early, his quest line is... His father left, so he's like in the bar drinking himself, you know, into a stupor mm-hmm. because he just doesn't want to deal with the pain of not having his father. Mm-hmm. And one of your quest lines is like, you find out maybe he's alive, and maybe you can find a way to bring him back. And like, oh, some like he may, 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 maybe he went on a well, he was a scientist, and maybe he went out to test something, didn't work out, and now he's like stuck out there, okay. but he's still around, maybe. So stuff like that, and like visually, like the first area was pretty impressive, mm-hmm. like it's a rundown slums area. But you go to some, like, they're in the trailer. There's some really cool, like, there's, like, a place that looks literally kind of, like, you know, Blade Runner later on. Like, all the neon lights and everything. But there are some really, like, alien, dark-looking, like, scary areas where, like, the monsters have run amok. It's, like, all these, like, webs and, like, Mm -hmm. sticky things. It's all, like, purple haze and everything, or pink haze all around. And, like, that's the thing. When you're out in the open, in the wild areas, these monsters... Wild well, outside the safe zone. Sorry, okay. let me rephrase that. It's not like open I was world. Like, Whoa! <laughs> but like, yeah. and, like it's not safe anymore. Okay. And so every so often you'll come across them. It's either a chase sequence where you have to get to a destination without being caught by them. Those are probably the roughest segments of the game mm-hmm. because it's it's trial and error. You like they do have cues that kind of, if you pay attention to make it easy to figure out where to go, but like in the heat you might miss some of those. Mm. But at the same time, the AI of the enemies, like they kind of like lunge at you. It's like this ragdoll physic and you can't tell if they're going to hit you or not. I mean, maybe that's part of it, but sometimes I'm like, "Oh, they're over here. I'm way on the right side." And then they like leap at me and all of them like gang up on me and like if they get too many on you, you're done. Like you have to retry. And it's like Oh, okay. Well, why did that happen? Mm-hmm. So it's a little like not like it used a little bit more time in like the oven, I think. But the other parts, the puzzle based ones, where mm-hmm. it's like use your meows to draw them over, mm-hmm. and you're gonna jump over a fence, and now they can't reach you, so you can advance, or you got to push this trash can that's on its side and to to reach a ledge, but like they're all on that side, so you got to like find ways to like lure them yeah. out or be stealthy at a, a later segment. Like, they're these Sentinel drones um, that are out to... MGS stuff? Yeah. Card- <laughs> cardboard boxes. Oh. You hop in and out of cardboard nice. boxes. It is a thing. <laughs> so, you're a kitty in this game. Do you have any ways to defend yourself, maybe, or so, no. engage in no, something? No, the cats obviously Very have past. defense mechanisms. They mm-hmm. don't employ that. Um, so, two things I, I want to say for people, because I didn't say it in the review, but I know people are like me who are sensitive. Um... There's like one moment early on in the game where something happens where the cat gets separated. Mm. Um, 
they they're obviously okay afterward, but the scene of it happening might be upsetting to some people. Um, I really wish there was an option because you you can't defend yourself, so the the the, the things ganging up on you, it kind of like they're just like kind of like blobbing around you. Mm. You like, yeah, it would have been nice. Maybe there's like a this a sudden I, fade to black instead of like they show like. Something happening. Nothing graphic. No graphic. <laughs> I was like, no, no graphic. Wow. At least they were tasteful in that, like, mm-hmm. the cat just falls over. And that's it. Like, okay. and it says retry. But the later one with the Sentinels, like, the first time something happened, I was like, okay, I wasn't really prepared for that. It's not graphic either, but it's a little bit more violent when it happens. Sure. So just being transparent, like, cat can get harmed. And for people who don't like that, yeah. it might be a little upsetting. It would have been nice to have, like, maybe just, like, a, a like, there's an option that says, like, you, not, like, deathless, but, like, right before, like, it, the screen fades, fades starts black. getting, like it, the, it starts getting red, black. red, redder, and redder, yeah. and redder, maybe it just goes black. And, like, like you don't have to see naive the death angel animation. mode, kind of yeah. like Bayonetta. Something like that. Or, yeah. Kind, yeah. Kind of all dogs go to heaven. It just yeah. it pops out with wings and like plays with Yeah, but I know like, people who like are cat enthusiasts, cat parents will want to know something about that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. And, and, I, and I also like, you know, some people may not want to know the end, but like, obviously, like. Don't spoil <laughs> yeah. it, dude. Obviously. Don't good, spoil good it. ending. Okay. I'll say it's a worthwhile ending to get through. Very good ending. Okay. Uh, playing this. What did you feel that maybe you wish it had or something that was lacking maybe? I think. It would have been nice if they went a little bit further with uh, like puzzle types because it was either like knocking stuff over or pushing something like a block is all the block puzzle right. type stuff. Um, there were hints early on, like in the review, there's a shot of picking up like a pail and dropping into a fan to stop it. I was like, oh, or knocking over a paint can to break a window. Okay. There really isn't anything else like that oh, later on. Okay. It's, everything's there, there, there's it's pretty straightforward. It's either interact with an NPC. Or it's traversal stuff, like or the, the same things you're seeing, like pushing a barrel or, mm-hmm. you know, knocking, you know, just knocking things over to clear a path to see something. I, I think there was, like, more potential there. Like, there, there are hints, like walking over the keyboard. I was like, oh, do I have to, like, maybe walk over it a certain way? I was like, oh, no, you just keep hitting it till it advances. Is there a trophy text. for the keyboard if no. you play a song on it? <laughs> No, so the, this a computer keyboard. No, there is a piano keyboard. You walk across. There was no trophy for That's that either. Um, there are some good trophies though. Okay, okay. For example, hitting the meow button a lot might give you a Great. trophy. Great, yeah. It's an, yeah. yeah, yeah like, like puts his arms out. Yeah, know, if he did keyboard cat, yeah. I didn't mind the the, the how the platforming worked. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually really enjoyed that. Uh, I, I just. I, I, I think like more this leaning heavier into the puzzle. Like I would have just removed the chase personally. The chase sequences didn't really do anything for me. The more the puzzle like encounters with the 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 enemies would have sure. been nice. And the stealth in the end is like a little too straightforward. Hmm. Uh, it, it, it's like. I, I, I get why, but I thought they're gonna. It, it's a lot of like just hiding in the. Time it right, run to the cardboard box, or run right. to the corner, stop. I'm like, huh? I thought yeah. they're gonna use like more like I can get up here and go around. Like it doesn't really yeah. utilize that as much. Game, you expect yeah. that. It's pretty straightforward. Uh, Jones, you were a cat dad, I believe, also, right? Yeah. What What are your thoughts on this game? Are you into this? Oh, not only am I into this, Amanda is into this. This. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's it's so. You know, what I one of the things I love about the, the their marketing is I think a lot of people. 
um, especially when you're like really trying to innovate, you know, just constantly, like the, the older, you know, the video games get, you always want to try to make something new. So when people generalize it, when they're like, oh, it's that vampire, it's a zombie game or whatever. And like, this is the cat game. This and, is and the like, cat game. And they really were like, yes, it is. Yep. This is the cat game because like there, w- there might be competition out there. There might be other people, obviously, with cats as protagonists. But like, this is really one that embraces... Like when I see people, yeah, sharing stuff on social media, oh, yeah. it's not the chase sequences. It's not how cool the enemies yeah. look, or even like a lot of the story-based stuff. It's like, oh, he jumps between the pillows. You know, it's like really mm-hmm. just this kind of pure um, adoration of looking at a cat, being a cat. You know, uh, and so I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And Amanda, you know, because like, we got the, the PS5 is snug back in the corner of my office, but uh, for this one, I have to break it out into the living room. <laughs> the and, robot uh, language sounds like it's lifted from Animal Crossing. They nice. sound like Animal Crossing. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, is, yeah. so they don't, yeah, so there's no voice acting, it's all? No, it's all like feels kind of desolate. Style. I kind of like yeah. that. Yeah, sure. Well, there's a guy who plays a guitar, I think he, they literally tried to make it sound like K.K. Slider. Like, oh, like, really? That's voice. Funny. I was like, ah, this might be a little too on the head. But. Don't let Nintendo see that. <laughs> yeah, don't let Nintendo see that. Donnie. Oh, yeah. Yes. Are you into this? Are you going to play this? I'm very into it. I'm 100% going to play it. Uh, but from the very first time they saw, I saw this, the footage of it charmed completely charmed and i was just worried damiani when uh, they were first showing the footage of the game that it would be too reliant on the robot that you'd leave the cat a lot for some of the stuff but it oh, really seems like they no. you stick with it the whole entire time no so, the, and i love yeah. that you it also sounds like it does open up a little as well in some of the areas like there's a lot of branching paths places to explore and it's not like so linear of a path you're constantly on yeah, like you gather items and like you can show them to your robot to B12. Mm-hmm. And he might give you like some clues, like hints on where to like where you should maybe focus on. Um, so they're kind of like a person, like a little bit of a guide like that if you need help. Um, like they have an ability to like shine a spotlight in dark areas. Ooh. Okay, one small caveat. Like I say, like playing through the eyes or perspective of a cat. Not accurate at all. It's, it's definitely presented <laughs> through a human perspective. Okay. Because like you go into dark spots. You can't see crap. Yeah, I'm, like, cat, wait a, right. I'm like, wait a second. I, pl- I played the first, Witcher. First time, I remember this. Yeah, first time I got to like yeah, a dark sewer part, I'm like, um, no, the cat would like, why do I need to turn on? Like, you're, I, I mean, it's for the human player, but right. I was like, little, like, I was like, ah, no cat vision. I was like, eh, that would have been kind of cool. But, uh, yeah, like the the, the robot canyons like there and it, like, you know, chats with you. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the things, the good things about it, it's, it's lost its memory. And so one of the extracurricular things you can do is by going off and exploring, even during the linear parts, not during action sequences, yeah. but during line- even linear parts as well, there are these little objects you can interact with that are that trigger memories in Ooh, B12, okay. and you learn a little bit more about their past as well as like the world because like how what happened with this world yeah, Lord like no. you know what what happened on the surface that caused all the humans to go underground and like what happened to the humans and like why are the robots still here why are they like and like there's apparently like a societal hierarchy here like why how did this happen mm, so like cool. yeah I have an important question before we move on too quick uh, Damiani so many cat behaviors included in this game as a cat owner myself Something oh, I hate my cats doing, but oh, I really want to do uh, vomiting, Damiani. <laughs> is there any opportunity to spit up hairballs? Is there <laughs> maybe on, liquefy uh, cat key. food? That's very key. 
Only unless there's an idle animation I didn't see, Dang um, it. like leaving the cat alone. Yeah, the, the cat doesn't actually eat. Yeah, the cat doesn't eat in the game. So oh, right. The from what I can tell, so there's no chance to like you know to gorge and like you know vomit that up. Bummer. I didn't see any hairball act like no, nothing like that. Dawn. Okay. Um. So they they did not did not did not go for that aspect. Um. All the precious stuff only. Yeah. That would like, have been I mean, a funny can, little. There's parts uh, where like paint gets knocked over and you can walk in the paint and like dr- like put your cat Yo, paw prints all yeah, over the place yeah, and like yeah. hairball yeah. DLC yeah but Ooh, maybe Don yeah maybe deck. that's a DLC idea for Fingers sure Fingers um, like it. they drink water but like yeah no 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 eating yeah food. you can like throw okay. off you know the, like these little evil alien beings like they don't know what it is they don't have to do it mm-hmm. they just come by <laughs> are scared Sounds awesome. I'm looking forward to playing this game. As yeah. someone who is not a cat person and didn't grow, my, half my family was allergic to cats, so no, cats were not a <laughs> thing in my house. We had dogs. But I'm, I think cats are cool, and I always like seeing... The, the movement of cats is fascinating. Yeah, they. I think they got it mo- like mostly right. Um, maybe here and there, something might look a little bit stiff because it's a video game. Yeah, like, of course. It's like Do mo- they mo-cap mo- mo-capping a cat. It's mo-cap like, good luck with like even the best behaved cat. Yeah. They're like trying to like mo-cap a cat. So like doing it eyeball, I- I'm guessing they did it like through this eyeballing cats animations and trying to yeah. recreate it. You know, very, very, very cool. good effort. But hey, you never know. Maybe there'll be a sequel and like, you know, they're just dogs. I think there's going to be a sequel. Or, or cats and I think dogs together. Well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there strand. are stray dogs. That would dogs. be sick. Yeah. yeah. That would be sick. Yeah. yeah. Too. Dude, co-op game. A one co-op, per, one co-op player's a dog, game. one's the cat. Okay. You work together, okay. solve that now puzzle. Now we got it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jones, I, I've been hearing about this game, and I was like, why am I hearing so much about this game? This seems so random to me. This seems like a game that would just be on PC. That like People that are really into like those simulator games, like Farming Simulator, would be into this game. And I, it is a simulator. You've been playing Power Wash Simulator. Oh, nice. This is published by Square Enix, I guess. I yeah. saw this. I was like, what? <laughs> Please tell me about yeah. this. <laughs> uh, f- I'm like more than 50 hours into this game. Oh, beat it. What? Beat the campaign. Jones. Oh, yeah. Wow. 50? Oh, yeah. These things aren't going to clean Yo, themselves, RPGs. man. They take oh, a little bit. my God. Takes a little Square bit. Square Enix, yeah. baby. Yeah. There's, there's, <laughs> there's extra special levels I've got. There's like time trials. That's where I stopped. I'm like, oh, I'm like oh, once you finish a level, I'm like, I'm not oh, eager to go goodness. back and clean that carousel a second time. But uh, I I picked it up because, shout out to Blippi, who's a YouTube star. Uh, my son is obsessed with him. Blippi. And he's really great because he's like, like you imagine he's kind of got that peewee energy, but like oh. y- you remove all the absurdism of peewee and he really is just like, hey, let's go learn about buses. And he just goes through like everything. Oh. He's just excited about everything. Like, look, it's a garbage truck. And it's just, it rides that perfect line of like, oh, this is fun, and the guy's just being a goofball, but this is also like, oh, I didn't know that part of a helicopter was called that. That's kind of cool. Oh. Uh, and these, he does one uh, episode where he washes a car, and Milo became obsessed with this episode, Blippy Car Wash. This is like all he would say every time he wanted to watch TV. And so I was like, isn't there like a washing game? And I remember seeing the trailer, and I remember like, I think there's vehicles in that game. I think like you watch like a motorcycle or something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I bet he would, anytime he like strolls into my office and is like, hey, what are you doing? I'll just be like, you know, sit there, we'll, we'll watch something for 10 minutes. Cool. So I'm like, let me just boot it up and check it out. And I got bit hard oh my by God. this game. Uh, and it, when I really started to like, really started to think about what this game was doing to my brain, I realized that there were some parts of my year that were, that were difficult this year. And so it was like, you imagine just kind of washing away anything that's kind of clogging up your mind. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, like if you just get kind of frustrated or you have a bad day or you're just like, oh, I wish I could, wish I could have control over really like perfecting my environment. Um, 
And I've heard, I don't know if you've ever actually used a power washer. No, I don't But think like, so. it, 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 I, I did it one time to clean my deck, and like, I was like, uh, and Amanda's like, yeah, I can, uh, if, if you don't want her to clean the whole deck, I can help you. And I was like, I'm loving this, yeah, actually. This is really great. <laughs> but I'm trying to think of like, I saw some people bringing up an equivalent, like, you know, if you're, I don't know if you're like cleaning, you're picking up weeds in Animal Crossing. There's like a lot of things you can do in games. You're just like, oh, that's nice. That, just like, making I've, something clean can be therapeutic. And, but beyond that, like, I'll, 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 I'll go through the unexpected things in this game. There is a, a story. There's like an that actual, an arc. Okay. Uh, and how the story works, um, you, there's no NPCs in the game. There's nobody that you like see or bump into or there's no like uh, outside of you in your suit, which you can customize your gloves and everything. Um, you get text messages as you go through that I think are based on the percentage of completion. So it's like you hit 15% and like mm-hmm. one person starts talking to you. And so you'll have the person that's the, that paid you to do this thing. So like one, a couple of the levels are funny because somebody's like, like one is a bathroom in a nightclub and this guy's like clearly like, you know, coked out and he's like, I got a lot of cool ideas for this club. <laughs> so this one area of the club, I'm going to do this thing and add this to it. And yeah. you're just like, Shh, cool, man. Like you never reply. It's just like all the incoming texts. But you have like a friend that's like obsessed with volcanoes and like the volcano in town is doing weird things. All the cats have vanished. The mayor's cat is the first one to vanish. And in like one level, there's like a clear perimeter like for every area. But there's a lot going on like outside. And I saw like a cat just sitting on a house like watching me. And I'm like, oh, it's a neighbor's cat. Um, But uh, and like as the story goes on, it's like by the time it gets to the end, it's like hilariously epic in the sense of like you're, you know, it's like Ghostbusters. Oh, sick. These are are, you're, you're 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 locked between a battle of good and evil. You know, cleaning up all these things, um, but in a very like you know jokey way. Right. But I still like every now and then it was just nice to get an update from somebody that they were like, "Hey, this you know you would queue up the next uh, mission where somebody would be like, "Hey, I heard you're a good washer. I got my old RV that needs to be cleaned. So like before oh. you finish your level, it's like, oh, I got the RV coming up. That'll cool. Be fun. Um, and it was pretty silly. They there are no NPCs, but they kind of poke fun at that. Where like there was one thing where I had to clean something in a driveway, and this one couple that I was doing it for were like famous like YouTubers. They had like an Instagram and they were like, hey, we're going to record you doing this so we can post this online. Don't worry, you won't even notice we're there. So it's like, well, yeah, because there's no like NPCs in the game. But uh, so they're like some of it definitely made me chuckle. But it it's a kind of game where I could see I've seen a lot of like people social, you know, on social media like I this I think this might be something I'm interested, in, but I can't tell. If you finish the first level and it doesn't like Grab entice you. you at all, like don't, don't yeah. just, you know, it's 25 bucks on Steam. I think they do have a demo. Oh, but um, and it I got it in early access, so I can't remember how much I got it for beforehand. But uh, um, when that updated, I was like, I like I knew the day. Like, yeah, fourteenth. Oh, I got like Damn, three more levels. The end of the campaign. Here we go, Jones. Sometimes you surprise me about these games. You sink like 50 hours. I remember when you told me you played Valheim for like 50 hours. I was oh like, man, what? Yeah, I had no idea you were even playing. I think I, I think I might have beaten uh, 100 hours on that. Thing. Yeah, yeah that probably. Was crazy. Uh, we'll get back to Valheim if we talk about oh, another game I was playing. But um, it, yeah, it really does scratch this like fundamental itch that if it's just not there for you. And there were like, admittedly, in almost every level, there was a point where I was like, "All right, let's uh, let's, let's clean this up. thing." <laughs> yeah, It'd be like 99. percent I'm like, "Come on, where's I'm looking where's at this? I'm not seeing any much. dirt. Come on." But uh, so okay, power washing. Yes. Do you only use the power wash? Do you use other things to clean with? Are you taking like a sponge kind of thing, scrubbing something? You have soap you can use, which I never bothered with. It just kind of speeds up. But it's like for the speed up, 
for it would make the object I'm looking at clean quicker, but I could I still have to like buy the soap for the mission and like equip it and switch to that nozzle, and I'm just like I'm, I will hold the spray there for five more seconds. Mm-hmm. It's good. Okay. Um, but no, you you like upgrade and you get better guns, and then there's um, the only like real strategy involved in the game is like you have nozzles that like the wider nozzle just doesn't hit as hard. So if you're just literally blasting the ground underneath you, yeah, do something wide because you're right next to it. Mm-hmm. But if you're like trying to get something really far away, you can just get it to a stream and like meh, yeah. Meh. Can you blast something like too hard? Maybe like. Is there anything you have to worry about when you're washing? This game is all about not worrying. Okay, that's, that's, that's yeah. totally cool. I was yeah. just wondering. That's there's great. a couple. There's a couple of like things that move around. There's like a Ferris wheel level that actually like you know rotates, and oh, so you can fun. like stand on it and like you know get the under part. And there's one uh, part that's a carousel. You keep going back to this carnival, Ooh. and you do lots of, like fun little carnival things. Um, but there was one level that was a carousel, and you can turn it on and off if you want to stop rotating. But it was just kind of funny to just hold the washer out, and the carousel would just turn and clean itself. But um, no, it's the game is very rigid, and I think that's like one of like the major turnoffs. It's like you do kind of feel like you're in a world frozen in time. Like sure. It's just, um, even though they do like later in the game, you do aquatic stuff, and so you can kind of see more of like a, a water Whoa. rust and like little, cool. little you know oh. like crustaceany stuff stuck on things and um, and. Uh, yeah, I was just, I think the, the biggest thing that surprised me, there's co-op, too. I never got into the co-op, because you can't, like, matchmake, you know, you just right, you actually yeah, have you, to, like, connect with a friend. Dude, sweet. But there's, yeah, two-player levels and four-player levels. Four-player? Uh, yeah. Wow. You just ran out. Yeah, because this, I, I imagine at that point, it's all about speed. Yeah. You know, of you just being, like, or writing a little message. Uh, <laughs> no spoilers, but do you clean anything unusual? Out? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. So, stuff to keep you surprised. Super weird stuff, yeah. Okay, it, cool. Again, it's why I bring up Ghostbusters. Like, it, it does get a little like, supernaturally. Are you, like, okay, are you cleaning, end. like, <laughs> anime figures or anything like that? Uh, no. <laughs> Uh, well, Gundams, it's, giant Gundams. You, oh, if, yeah. If you see, yeah, if you see some of the the later stuff, let me know if it's okay. We'll see. But um, uh, no, it was it was charming, and it um, uh, I, it was just, yeah, it was just strangely therapeutic to just go it through and, like, and like, clean all these things. It was just only, and then yeah, when you get near the end, it it um, every level breaks up like every single item. When you like finish cleaning it, it like ding, and like highlights, like you can mm. see like oh okay, that one tire is its own thing. And so when you finish and I'd be like 99%, I could like go down a list and be like, oh, you know, like interior atrium column. What is that? Oh, it's that thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, but and there was a lot, you know, every now and then there's like a funny Easter egg that you actually like have to like, oh, you clean a wall and like, oh, that's the thing. Yeah. There's like a, a couple that's like hiding out in the woods. And the, the lady keeps saying in the text messages, she's like, I know we might look like that couple that robbed that bank, but we're not that couple at all. Oh, I'm like, oh, okay. okay. And so oh. it's like I clean the wall, like the plans to clean, to like rob the bank. That's like cool, on the wall. Dude. And like I can erase those too. cool. Like, okay. So funny little bits like that. Yeah. I saw it had, also has like something, uh, uh, a control scheme that uh, is for people like me who get motion sick with first person games. Oh, really? Like something like a fixed mode where like the camera just stays the still. And the, yeah, and but you the just thing is what moves. So like, yeah, you just move it around. So like they're, they're, they're definitely doing something in that with accessibility. Yeah, so. this is off topic, but I remember you played Titanfall 2 and you really liked that game. What yeah. made that game so that you could actually play it? I think for the, in general, like the camera movements weren't. Like I think super, rapid. super sudden, like so, it was like the platforming stuff. Like, yeah, I remember it not being it not being like really affecting me at all. So I, I think it's the camera moved in expected ways. Here's the thing: I found out it, it's it's really about like motion blur, too much motion blur, and too much like shakiness, like unnatural shakiness. Yeah, is what right. gets me. I feel okay. like it's that. That's why you could play like 
Resident Evil Village and stuff. Like oh that. yeah, like that, that. That seems to be like I've, fine. Yeah, I think watching other people play because I, I don't though. know where they're gonna do. Right. That I oh, always okay. get sick Got from it. that. I get that with watching VR. Yeah. Just like I can. Open oh it yeah, so watching VR is super weird. No, this is a very not shaky game. Actually, like the you know the up and down is is you know relatively normal, but like actually moving your body left and yeah. right is pretty pretty slow. And I imagine you can you can change that as well. Yeah, that's a great thing. And just standard like you can actually go prone, like you can duck and then go straight down, like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get under cars and stuff, but um, and you know, a little platforming jump, pretty gracious. Like, yeah, you, oh, you, sure. you, you jump pretty high, Sick. so they're like, That's cool. We want you to get where you know where you need to go, and you have like ladders, and then later you get like a big scaffold that you can use, you can like move around, and yeah, um, yeah. You, you mentioned uh, you gave a shout out to YouTube content creator because the, the uh, car wash episode is what got right to try this out, but I have noticed this, this game at least recently has been like huge on Twitch, so yeah. a lot of Twitch stream like it was in the top from the browse for the top cha- like categories. It was up there, I'm like, yeah. what the heck is and Dude, I just watch it, so weird. everyone's just playing it, so it's like, yeah, I, this game's I, popping off, yeah. There's, yeah, there's like a whole genre of internet content that's like why am i watching this you know that like yes it's it, like people can't like you know us. put a definition on it and are kind of staring at the face of like this is would seem like such a waste of time and yet i saw one the other day where like guys were putting like a rubber band around a watermelon i saw like an article about this and they're just like every time they put a rubber band on they're like this watermelon's gonna explode Dude. at some point and i think they did it for like nine hours <laughs> and some people you know like like easy living were just yeah. like i watched all nine hours i couldn't stop you know yeah yeah and, but it's kind of like gun to building it's like it's not really about the mm. thing it's about reading chat and like yeah, what they're talking out. about yeah how crazy you eventually like you know see them getting so i can imagine it's like that on twitch where people are like it's been two hours why yeah. do i you know why am i i don't know like i remember house flipper was big on twitch for a little bit like i remember see people playing this game and like <laughs> I, yeah like it's so enthralling for no reason i don't understand it but they'll like uh i love it I'll, yeah i'll start in an area it's like a three-story house you know, like one was a firehouse and they have the like fake staircase thing in the back that mm-hmm. like a lot of fire stations have where they like train going up mm-hmm. the stairs and doing windows. It's just like the most boring, repetitive structure. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to do the main firehouse and then I'm going to call it. Maybe I'll do that thing tomorrow. And just 45 minutes yeah, later, I'm like, still going. <laughs> Can't stop, won't stop. Uh, you said there's a campaign. How long do you think it was? Um, I mean, it was, yeah, it was like 40 hours. 40? Hours? Again, because you know it's it's not like the the twists, the turns. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. most of the damn. Game. That's impressive, though. And so it that's, um, a, that's an RPG. And yeah, I think the extra ten where they were like one is the Mars rover, you know, like a mission where you like clean what? the Mars rover <laughs> on Mars. And it's they put that in an area where they're like that doesn't fit into it. They, I could see them making it work. Actually, yeah, fitting yeah. Into the campaign, they can oh, just man. like teleport you there. Or something. Dude, Jones, they need but, to make um, like a Star Wars pack where you're on the Death Star cleaning. It. <laughs> That's the other thing too, cleaning the outside of the Falcon. Like, oh my god, I'll play it multiple times. You know, like cleaning, cleaning Jabba's palace and he's back there yelling clean, at you. Yeah, cleaning like the Nakatomi Plaza of blood. You know, like when you're done, just <laughs> you know, cleaning the oh, Ghostbusters, god. the firehouse. Yeah, you know, like, um. But yeah, it's uh, it's very silly, but uh, it just, boy, it was what I, and I, I think one of the other things too is that, you know, having the three-year-olds, like working, yeah, yeah, work, yeah. working on other projects, there was just a lot that could pull me out of any gaming experience I got into, which is mm-hmm. why like, it's I've, I've played a lot of Elden Ring, but just, uh, I still got a long ways to go with that game because anytime I would like go into an well, area, it's a demanding it's like, thing. Sh- it's very demanding. I, yeah. And so having this game that I'm just like, I can, can literally just, just go quit. And then yeah. right when you quit, it saves the game on your way out. Yeah, that's and nice. Like, oh, I'm done. Okay. I love stuff like that. I'll pick up right where I left off. Don, are you going to do some power washing? 
I was pretty excited for it when I was hearing Jones talk about it. He made me a little nervous when he started talking about the barnacles, though, and sea stuff. That stuff freaks me out, actually, big time. So I don't oh. know about the that. ocean. I get a little nervous stuff about in the ocean. It's really yeah. just yeah. in like ocean the fine growth. textures of the dirt. You ocean know, it's really growth. yeah, like barnacles on a pier, things like that. Weird. Oh, we all man. have like some weird like I hate fish in the like I just hate fish. I don't want them, dude. Like, <laughs> fuck them. I hate them. But it's so weird when like I'm learning all these things about like stuff we hate about the ocean. Like you fear of like open water. Oh, I think dark that's, water. Dark, dark water. water. I think that's just... freaky as it is. Like mm. I live with underwater structures. You got any weird sea things down many weird water things? Maybe not the sea, but like not a fan of like lakes, like camp lakes and stuff. <laughs> camp like, lakes? I'd rather go into an ocean oh, okay. than like in a camp. Oh, like, you get locked like, like, down the, there? Like, do- like yeah, so yeah. like dark water, it's like... Like that, that's eh, episode. Yeah, I'd rather not, like it's... You don't know what's in down yeah, there. I don't know what's down yeah. there. Some freak. Yeah, could some be unnatural. Freak. Some freak, <laughs> yeah, some bioweapon down some there. Some bioweapons waiting down there. Jason Voorhees. <laughs> Jason, <laughs> <Hanging> out. yeah. <laughs> Did you play Corey Jones? I have not. Okay, that's still that first one that we did. We did uh, until dawn is the only one. Man and Madan. Were you there for that? Uh, I was not there for Man okay. and Madan. I missed. Yeah, missed all the others. Those seem like such Jones games. I know. Well, there ain't going nowhere. There's gonna be a million of them. So whatever. I, I heard it was good, which makes me happy. The Corey? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't like games like that. It. Yeah. It, generally, it did well. Yeah. I think, it did. You know, well, I, yes. I, I, I think you could have a good time. It, it made me feel good because it's like they better be getting good at that because that's definitely that's, well, you know it's like Insomniac before they worked on Spider Man I was like this is gonna be good right because mm-hmm. this this seems like the perfect team yeah. to be working on this yeah, character yeah. and so it's like every time that they're like and another horror game it's mm-hmm. like okay I would hope you know you're just kind of gradually learning lessons yeah and talking to your community and knowing what they want you know and. So. I liked uh, House of Ashes. That was their dark pictures before this one. More. Yeah, the, the military, yeah. like in the and it's tomb. Like six, seven hours. Nice and breezy. That's fine. Uh, so, Damiani, you reviewed this when this came out for us. <laughs> I don't know what year this was, 2017, but I've been playing Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Oh, nice. Yeah. Finally. Nice. I've, I've had this game for like five years. I don't know how long it's been out. Finally diving in. The sequel's coming out. This October, to catch up. not a crowded time at all whatsoever. So I know. Be perfect time, <laughs> perfect yeah, time. Take your time, nice and easy. Uh, this game's delightful. Yeah. I've been having a really good time with this game. It is, I guess, I haven't played a lot of this series, but it's like XCOM Mario. I guess mm-hmm. this game is so weird, and I'm s- kind of surprised it exists. Like the Nintendo let then put their like weird French rabbits in this. That are like just minions, I guess. Well, what came? I don't know what came first. Let us know: minions or rabbits? That had to that's, be minions. That's a that good question. Minions? No, I think it was rabbits. I mean, rabbits was in the 2000s. That would be my bet. But I thought don't. minions was also in the 2000s. Dang, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, either I'm way, every, they always just scream. Sure. That's like yeah. what they do this whole game. Yeah, I think rabbits are a little dumber than minions. I think minions actually <laughs> actually kind of can do stuff. Like you could like a little leave, more competent. You could like leave minions somewhere, and like part of the job's gonna get done. Whereas like yeah, rabbits, true. Part of the rabbits are just agents done. of chaos, man. Like they are very chaotic. That's true. But uh, yeah, this game is a tactical game where you play as Mario characters with rabbits that are dressed up as Mario characters, and dude. It's so sick because everyone's got their own little specialty going mm-hmm. on in this game. First of all, I think um, there's a Peach Rabbit OP because <laughs> so far the only one that can heal that I have, I'm like, well, oh. I can never get rid of you. And I got uh, Mario Awesome, 
also awesome running around you. He's got like a hammer too, dude. You can like smack guys and get close. Good the stuff. Gun. Mario armed. Mario armed. I wish there was like Jones, I wish there were realistic guns, because it'd be so <laughs> funny. Like Mario with a Glock would be amazing uh, to me. <laughs> but they're like weird laser tag guns or right. something like that. Yeah. And uh there's a rabid Luigi I got going on. He's good. There I also have Luigi, but man, I don't think he's as good as the other ones. I'm sad because I love Luigi. Yeah, I feel like I... He's got like a... He's like a sniper almost. Regular Luigi or the rabbit Luigi? I have both of them. Which the one's Lu- the sniper? You did use That's the sniper. That's regular Luigi. Okay, I felt like I did use I'm sure he's fine. Yeah. But I just with the other rabbit, he's got like some sweet side... They got tackle you can do. Yeah, that And a, it puts like a, like a lifesteal effect yes, on people. Yes, those things like the vampire effect. Like the, yeah. Yeah, the... the, the, the the melee part of it where you can like plot your course on like the grid so it's like a giant yeah. grid you can see where your character moves makes like a path and like when you hit an enemy it like like makes like a highlight around them like oh you're going to interact with this mm-hmm. enemy like yeah. that was really fun it was mm-hmm. like figuring out how much you could get away with like can i slide tackle this one yeah. can mario can i jump on multiple of these and yeah. how many like cuz when you bounce off i think you get like an impact as well yeah. it's like pizza yeah no uh, uh yeah mario has like ability you could jump off an ally so a basic oh, yeah, thing the in launcher, the game you could yeah. jump off an ally to go further yeah. and Mario can jump off and land on a guy that also do like yep. big damage. Yep. Stuff like that was just like really fun to figure yeah, out. It really reminded me of Super Mario RPG. Just like a little bit, yeah. When you have a game with Mario where you have Mario in a game that's not a normal Mario game, you're like, well, Mario jumps. So he's gonna have a jump attack every time. Yeah. Well, it's it's so impressive, I think one of like the, the reasons why the Mario franchise I mean like sports, you know, like totally on the side of this, but like he is the star of the some of the greatest platforming games like yep. ever made like that is what Mario is like Mario jump like you think about him he's got like one foot up in the air so the fact that like turn based role playing and tactics these two things were like you are not moving mm-hmm. you know like you are so traditionally just stick your feet are glued to the ground are great yes you know like that they you know he excelled that they figured that out and made it feel natural and made it work and like like Amanda played mm-hmm. um, you know Kingdom Battle and like, there's a lot of Switch games like there's a lot of like main franchise stuff. That she's just never like been into, and like I didn't, I did not tease that to her at all. She just gravitated toward it and thought it oh. looked cool and enjoyed it. Like okay. I don't think she made it through because I think it's I think it can get game. you know tricky. But um, uh, from what I saw just over her shoulder, I was like, this is jolly as heck. Yeah. How did you like the uh, kind of like the structure of the lo- worlds? Because it's more like a. It's super. So far, I'm only in like world two, maybe close to three, I think. But it's like super. Linear, I guess, mm-hmm. and there's not a lot of exploration. There's a little bit. They're like a, f- a few puzzles, which I appreciate. But some of them right now are just kind of like you know push a block. Yeah, very basic right now. It's okay, but I, I, I think there's still ways to go to see. Yeah, I remember it feeling a little bit like a like a 3D world type map where it it's is. like you just like go to the next spot and there's like a, a you see with the flags where like there's the next encounter you mm-hmm. gotta have to like fight mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Um, it felt like sometimes there's a little bit of backtracking, like oh you went here, but like yeah, because you, you need back. this I- the ability yeah. that you couldn't use later. You know, like so, I had to learn how to push a block. I was like, can't yeah, push a block? <laughs> it's something I bring it up because I'm curious. Like I was curious how you felt because I bring it up because of the the sequel coming mm-hmm. out. It looks like they're kind of making a little bit more. 
open in terms that of like cool. it's not just going down like everything is like, like corridors or 90 degree turns. Yeah. It's like, oh, this feels a little bit more natural here mm-hmm. and a little bit more they're leaning a little bit more into the the, the puzzle or activity yeah element. i think that's a good idea yeah. i think the the main purpose of this game was or the thing they need to get right was the combat and the, the humor because there is a lot of humor in this oh, game and the that that music the music's that very good track oh really nice good. it's very good yes yeah. it's very jolly this game's very jolly even though is it kind of repetitive because I imagine like uh, you're you're I imagine like you're in these levels way longer than you would be in the average Mario level. I don't know, Jones. I haven't like it, felt like that yet. Cool. It's a uh, Grant Kirkhope and some others who did That's this right, one. Yeah. So it's like and you got the Donkey Kong yeah. stuff after. So oh, yeah, the Donkey Kong music's good in this. They, they I bought that. It was good the season that. pass was. Fi- I think this game was five dollars like right now on sale, That's awesome. and the season pass was five dollars. So it's okay. like hell of a good time to jump in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Donkey Kong stuff was pretty cool too. Like nice Donkey Kong. I watched your nods. review and I was like, oh yeah. Um, yeah, curious. They, they, I mean, obviously they got a new big boy Bowser stepping in in the sequel, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like think taking Donkey Kong's place. But it was a they did some nice stuff with that, like involving the the abilities. Like each, as you said, each character or rabbit character having their unique sets. Mm-hmm. Um, then like upgrading the weapons and like what effect. Really fun. It, yeah. Like the weapons have status effects yeah, on them. Like, I like that a lot. One of them's like honey. There's a percentage yes. you can shoot them with honey oh, and they'll get yes. stuck in place. Yes. Or one of them is a bounce. You shoot them, there's a chance they could just like bounce, bounce far away and they can like fly off the map. I love that. The cheese yeah. they can do because out of bounds, they're done. Like but one some hit. of the big boys, it yes. doesn't work on. You yeah. can bounce them, but they just come back. Yeah, they come back and then those boss encounters. I'm curious if you I got... I fought some... one boss okay. and it was a Donkey Kong rabbit. Yep. He was sick. He like... <laughs> okay, so the fight starts he's on this like grid kind of thing he's got bananas and you gotta m- make your way to him you have to step on a switch to get rid of his bananas or else he'll eat bananas every time you hit him and he'll heal gotcha up. so you gotta do that you fight him you shoot him then he'll hop around the map and like do some big AOE attack I was like oh this is really fun I like this and just seeing a Donkey Kong rabbit is I mean it's a f- hideous freak but it's cool to see that yeah I'm surprised of your tolerance of the rabbits kind of defaming you know kind well, of like getting all up into this universe and making fun of it like yeah I mean Donkey Kong is a sacred thing to me but Jones it's right. not Seth Rogen being Donkey Kong no, there you go so, okay. I got a problem see, with that's, it I want to I want to put things yeah, on the Brad right. tier list of right. like how bad if you have Donkey Kong going than... <laughs> okay. but I will say I'm not a fan of the casting everyone knows that right but I'm willing to give it a shot maybe right. you can do a good thing maybe I'll like it what would a rabid Seth Rogen look like? Look like a beard. You you talked a lot about health. Yeah. So I what is that like an attrition thing where like you just naturally lose a lot of health because the levels are you know like a, not not like a slog but like you know uh, linear and just tough to get through where you really have to manage that. Or from my experience with uh, just strategy games in general, just when you're just not paying attention, like oof, like you'll you'll get a really powerful hit, and then it's like, oh my goodness, I don't want to lose that one unit. I gotta yeah send somebody in. Um, sometimes it's it hasn't been like I don't think this is like a very complicated or tough tactics game, especially if you play other ones. You'll probably cruise three. You know, they're trying to make it very accessible yeah. to everyone. They have they have challenges at the end. I think yeah. unless I'm misremembering, there's something about like your like. Performance grade at the end, yes. like I think that in fact, if you get if like, you get like a certain amount of turns, yeah, get oh, HP cool. back at the end. There's like some you mushrooms can... you can pick up in the world to heal oh, you. Oh, cool! Yeah. But there's also um, challenges you can do later on to get like extra talent points. Essentially, nice. It's a bunch of like other stuff like that, but. I think there's like some DLC now too. That's like challenge packs if you want to get like crazy. Yeah, there were uh, there's one a really like 
like one that I like was looking up online, so like just some hints for how to do it. Because like mm-hmm. it's the only like a certain amount of moves to like defeat everything, and it's very specific how you're supposed to. Like it's a puzzle. It's almost yeah. it's less of like about strategy so much. I mean, it's strategy, but it's less about skill mm-hmm. so much as like. You have to hit this thing that will then trigger, like, will then spring bounce over to this thing, which then cause mm-hmm. a chain, like, a whole chain reaction, like, the beginning of Goonies, basically, or, like, <laughs> you know, like, uh, beginning of Back to the Future, the, 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 the docks thing to get the, the, the dog food in. It's, like, one uh, of those contraptions, yeah. like, Spielberg special right yeah. there. <laughs> Don, did you play this? I haven't played it. I had a major aversion to uh, Rabbids oh. my whole life. And to solve it oh, first, yeah. the mystery Rayman of which Rayman. came first, the minions or the Rabbids. According to my research, uh, Rabbids showed up in 2006, Raymond uh, Raving Rabbids. And then the minions showed up in Despicable Me 2010. So the Rabbids nice. Wow, Rabbids first. Yeah, I can't believe that. Yeah, I could have sworn it was the other way around. But uh, Brad, I haven't played it. And it's weird because I love tactics. Huge fan of XCOM. But I haven't played it mainly because of my unexplained aversion to the rabbits in the past. Fair. The rabbits, maybe I got to move past it, but I'm still raw from a Mario Odyssey, the Brutals. I know those weren't <laughs> rabbits, but for some reason, they I've never they've made me feel like the rabbits, and uh, it's just it's about time to get over it. So maybe I'll give it a try. It looks fun. It's cheap right now, Don. So I guess if you want to try now's the time, but. It's, a, it's it reminds pretty me rabbit-y. of like Dumb and Dumber, where he's like, "You want to hear the most annoying sound uh, in the world?" Yeah, rabbits. Eh. Yeah, you know, it's like, but Whoa. that noise that Jim Carrey makes, like, it's you can modulate that in a way to where it, it's suddenly pleasing. You know, mm-hmm. it's suddenly like, yeah. "Oh no, that's funny." But if you like make it, you know, just a mm-hmm. couple of pitches higher, it's like, "No, that's terrible." Please stop yeah. that sound right now. It's like you got to find the yeah. sweet spot. <laughs> well, the, the version in concern isn't like completely unwarranted because I think most of us were guilty when this game was the original game. Is you're sorry. First game was leaked. It's existence. Yeah. yeah. And we all looked Classic at this. And it was like, man, this looks like a disaster in the making. Like comedy, yeah. like rabid versions. Like, yeah. what is this? Yeah. And then we saw it in action. We were like, oh, yeah. we were wrong about this. So I think, maybe it's like that, Don. Yeah. yeah. I think this game's good, I think you're man. right. I think it's really good. I think they've done a good oh, job yeah. combining I, these. I, like, I really enjoyed this game and uh, definitely looking forward to the sequel. Um, yeah, it's just always a question of length. Like, yeah, it felt like maybe it went on a little, a little too, too long. Too, too long, sure. But yeah, sometimes shorter is sweeter, and uh, it, the next one looks maybe probably bigger. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, we have a question from Garrett Holefish. Said Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope looks to be improving on the first game in many ways. I'm really impressed with the more fleshed out world exploration, and I appreciate the innovation with the turn based movement. What are some key changes that have you the most excited? Do you, what is what do they mean by uh, turn-based movement? So the grid's gone. You don't see a grid anymore. And oh, like it's free movement now. So like, uh, oh really? You have like a, a like I think they show like a area of effect like looking the thing that shows you where you, you could go oh, okay. maximum distance outward. Yeah, but like you don't move like like ninety degrees. It's like three three D movement. Like really? actual like yeah three hundred sixty degree movement. And you're just limited by, I think, a stamina meter and how, like, how far, like, it'll let you go. And so it's more open like that. Mm -hmm. So the question is that it seems more, like, liberating, but also now you don't have the grid to, like, precisely tell you you're going to hit here or here. So, like, that juggling act. Yeah, because there's, like, cover and stuff like that. Exactly. I'm very, that's my biggest question is how does that feel playing that? Does that translate into feeling actually better or is it just better on paper? Uh, I don't know a lot about the sequel, but I know Bowser is a character. Yeah. That gets me hyped. Dude, Bowser. To have Bowser on your team? Yeah. Like, when he was on your team in Super RPG, I was like, 
you're never leaving my party. Oh yeah, he wrecks, man. <laughs> yeah, like I'm expecting that uh, that big gun to just like take down some. Oh bosses, my god, man. dude. Yeah, like, he's gonna be my tank going up there, like one on one with the boss. Yeah, uh, I'm super curious to see the the more open world you were kind of talking about, or the more exploration, the emphasizing that. Yeah, it's, now that they got the the core down, I guess of what this game was to see how they expand it. Yeah, I, I guess it's like how meaningful is it, and does after like X amount of hours, do you just like stop caring about that? It's like, eh, I just want to keep want to get to the end of the game. I, I don't want to do this extra stuff. I just want to play the missions mm-hmm. more. It's something like, man, by doing these, I unlock something very useful. Yeah. It feels worthwhile and meaningful. I, I'm looking forward to doing that. The mm-hmm. question of this is meaningful padding, or not just padding, but meaningful extra content, or does it feel like padding? Yeah. Meaningful padding. Meaningful padding. Uh, Felipe asked, Hey Brad, do you feel like the new Mario Plus Rabbids has no hype behind it? Unlike the first. Thanks. Cheers, Brandon. Love and respect. Mm. I mean, I feel like the first one benefited from two things. Yes. One, just crazy concept in general, so not everyone's curiosity. And two, the leak. Leaks. The turnaround from the leak. The leak to the positive vibes, like that swing mm-hmm. helped it so much. So you can't replicate that right. again. We know this you is can. a known quantity. You can't have that. I also think uh, it didn't help that we didn't have like a, I mean, we did have the third party showcase, which had that, but it also was split into like the day after into Ubisoft's own showcase. So I think the original rabbits benefited from being part, like we still had traditional E3, the traditional E3 cycle. Nintendo mm-hmm. was still a little bit more traditional and it's like hype, like, uh, like scheduling and marketing. Right. And along with Ubisoft, the, the whole thing with Miyamoto on stage, like oh, on Ubisoft, so like good. it the, was the a, yeah, it, oh my it's god, so hard, good. like hard to replicate that. Yeah. Um, and just this year, like ever since this summer, I think Nintendo's has been a little bit like approaching it a little bit differently. They're back to like the 2020 approach mm-hmm. um, uh, this summer, where everything's being a little bit piecemeal, and I think that's definitely kind of taken away a little bit of the steam behind this. But I think once. I think, you know, once it comes out, like, people, like, the word of mouth will help it, but, yeah, it's just, it does feel like it's a little bit, like, yeah. you know, un, like, not getting the, uh, the, yeah. the, the, the the hype that the first one had. What about sure. you, Jones? I know you're you're not technically on the outside, necessarily, but, you know, you're not with us in the office every day. Oh, just, like, like the industry, I mean? Yeah. Well, that's actually what I was thinking, is that, like, I'm, I'm certainly not tuned in, like, especially all, like, the Summer Game Fest stuff. I was like, wait, what? Xbox announced? Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Today's the first conference. <laughs> but... I still know Live Alive comes out this week. I'm yeah. like, I'm not, hey, you know, hey. like, I'm not probably going to make time for that just because I'm, you know, playing a lot of stuff, but uh, um, playing as much stuff as I possibly yeah. can. Um, but I think, like, from what I can tell based on, like, the whole Switch's lifespan is, like, you, you really only get two or three huge, you know, games, you know, a month if you're lucky, just in terms of, like, the things that everybody's talking about. So I think if this game's just right in the middle of the month where there's not a, a huge amount of things happening on the Switch... I think it'll get a lot of attention because um, it just, yeah, I think they can really kind of focus on one thing if they want to. But, um, hmm. um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it can, because it seems to be improving a lot of things from the first game, but as far as, like, bringing in people that might have been, you know, bringing in your your, uh, your, your rabbit aversion dons, yeah. um, I don't know if this is necessarily going to reach too far to try to get that audience. I will say not coming out in the best month nope. at the moment. Little too packed of a month in October, and a little too close to God of War. <laughs> like, yeah, like this, like August, 
you know, I know they got Xenoblade at the end of this month, but man, sometime in August looked like it might have been like a yeah a really nice time for that game. Also, mm-hmm. Bayonetta three, like, Bayonetta three, it's yeah, got, like Bayonetta three, a game that people have been waiting for. It's been like oh. its existence has almost been yeah, known as, as long, long as, as yeah. the time between the first Rabbids game and its sequel. So we got yeah. like two Rabbids game in the time it's taken Bayonetta three to come out. So. The only thing is the Switch effect, where I just feel like everything sells on the Switch. Doesn't even matter. Yeah. I think it's a game that might have like a also a little bit of like a slower burn. Yes, like it, it might, you're uh, probably right. Like maybe like holiday, like November, December. Oh. If you'll see it like pop back up, you know, or yeah. like have it like kind a over the charts, stable. Because yeah. the first one did sell extremely well. Yeah, it did. One of their better selling third party oh collaborations. If yeah, you want, well, yeah, Ubisoft third party always kind of supports Nintendo pretty well. At least yeah. when the systems and Nintendo come out. does usually support it with the marketing. Back yes, up they for do it too. So yeah. Um, we got this question from Spheric Formula, and it like made me think about a question I want to ask you guys. What? Mario plus Rabbids is an XCOM game that is one of the strangest crossovers, but works pretty damn well. What are some games combining together in any other game's genre that you think would work or be a total train wreck? In other words, like Rayman plus Pokemon in the style <sighs> of Hitman. So, yeah, I guess, like, what, what games mixing together do you want or do you think would be sweet? Anything like that. Oh, so ones that would be sweet, not a train wreck. It could be either. Oh, okay. So I uh, this is for you too, Don. I saw that this was a part of my PS Plus subscription with all of the old classic games. Went in there expecting to you know just immediately spend a lot of time with your Jumping Flash or your mm-hmm. Siphon Filter. Did you play Resident Evil Director's Cut? Uh, I've not played that. Okay. Thank you. Uh, well, I mean, what I, I played it back in the day. I yeah, mean, with that, um, it's on there. Okay, it's. Uh, I don't know if I'll go back to that, I, but really focused on like I didn't spend a lot of time with Seven Filter. What mm-hmm. jumps out at me? Infamous, because I never played Infamous one oh, or two. Oh, right. And I was like, all right, I know Infamous two is better than Infamous one, but I, I, like, I technically own it. Let me just jump in, mm-hmm. and it's 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 only streaming, and so yeah. it's like that's a pretty you know I would say it's a grody looking game, but like it's a pretty bleak city. It's everything's mm-hmm. very gray. Yeah. Um and. Uh, Playing Infamous reminded me of Prototype, which was the franchise that I <laughs> yeah. did get into, yes. which is super B movie cheesy. Like you know, that's that's not like some of the best that generation has to offer. But I still just got a, as an open world fan, I got a big kick out of it. I would love like like Protomus three, you know, or just something like like some story that merges those, those two weird two worlds because they have to, you know they it, they were it was such a weird dichotomy. They were competing with each other at yeah. the same time. Yeah, it was weird. Um, but uh, and it was funny because prototype like you know it was very like veiny and and you know t- like uh, uh, speaking of Resident Evil it was very like T virus mm-hmm. you know like what was happening to him and it was very red and like you know infamous is very blue with all of the lightning so yeah. it's just fun be a funny clash those two things yeah Dom, I mean, like the I warrior know. games work really well. I, I said this one before but one of the I mean, a dream has been uh, to have a Fire Emblem game made by Valkyria team. Oh yes, team. yeah, that is a so great doing that type damn. of like real time SRPG, uh, but it's like medieval warfare. Yeah, and you have like the terrain, everything like so. It's like I would love yeah, to see like, how they handle like, melee trebuchets and like ballistas and like you got like Valkyrie, like you yeah, know, like Pegasus knights. Wow. Sorry, not Valkyrie, Pegasus knights wow. like flying around. Like you got the cavalry, you got mm-hmm. like you know infantry, all like just running around and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like while you're so like when you're moving, it's like. All right, well, there's not guns shooting me, but like there are archers, and maybe like a trebuchet is gonna hit. Like, oh, there's like the AOE radius. Like, don't want to run over there because I'm gonna get deleted by that. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, just like the like working in maybe some of like the partner stuff. So like you like remember how like they had in a three uh, three houses like the the battalions that like did like the group of people behind you would like attack. Yeah, left the animation I do on. Yeah, but like 
it felt like okay. I don't think it like like mm-hmm. like looked great, but there's something you could like maybe you're leading a small st- so some an individual character to build off of Valkyria to like enhance like go further than it. Maybe you're leading a small squad in real time. So like all your players are following you. You might like lose a few, but like your goal is like you want to get to this enemy with enough attacks. So then when you do your attack, you have like a, yeah enough to like hit it or something. And hmm. I, I think I'm like trying to think of like ve- vehicles because you like in Valkyria you have like tanks. Tanks, yeah, and uh, you don't. Like what would you be? Would you use in like maybe like a, a horse, fire emblem? Yeah, flying horse. Yeah, I don't know what else they really have. But yeah, riding that tactics train. I'm getting one of these because Midnight Suns is mm-hmm. this year. Oh. Yeah. I feel like that's a game that like, I'm gonna miss the launch of. But like, I, sure, I can't remember when that's specifically coming out. But like, you know, specifically X Men. I said like you know numerous times on Easy Allies content. But like more just. You know, Marvel and, you know, even expanding just the comic books in general. Um, I, you know, have always, I'm like, oh, it'd be so cool if you took like, all these superpowers and really focused them on, like, one action sequence you're playing in slow motion, like the way you do in Tactics. So I hope Midnight Sun gets just, like, a ton of DLC and adds, like, a lot of cool characters. Yeah. It's like you were saying, like, the team-based thing. Like, mm-hmm. it's cool to be all these weird characters, but it'd be also neat to just be, like, just the Fantastic Four. You know, and it's like, how do all of their stuff, how does their stuff complement you know, like what weird combo moves can they do? You know, like uh, Colossus isn't in it, but like Wolverine is. So it's like, of course, you know, I want mm-hmm. if we can get we get a toss in there. That would be perfect eventually. What about you, Donnie? Uh, my idea, this is a little far-fetched. This would be hard to pull together because of the number of licenses you'd have to get here. But now that Mario is coming to Universal Studios, okay? I was thinking how cool it would be thinking about Minions if we cross the genres there. And and so it's Universal as the shared backdrop, the sort of aesthetic, but then we have this sort of 2.5D platforming action adventure where you're Mario, you know, it's Mario, but you're d- interacting with Jurassic World, Simpsons, Minions, uh... Back to the Future still there. I don't know. Things like that. But it's subspace emissary style, Brad. So you're sort of when you're in the different land, certain rules sort of apply. You know, it sort of changes a little bit when you're in Simpsons World, uh, Mm -hmm. Springfield, et cetera. Cross that over and have a universal based game. That you're like you're sweet. in the park. You know? Yeah, you're like, in the park, damn, but, but all the Mario levels are around sort of, the park. Yeah, when you go there, to different you know, lands. Hey, yeah, you, to the, you could even have the back lot could be like the universal, <laughs> you know, uh, thing. That'd be sweet. Don, if they take out the mummy ride, then. I will approve of this concept. <laughs> Everyone's waiting for that ride to get <sighs> demolished. We'll be there in the live audience when they take that thing down, Brad. Everyone's looking forward to it. Uh, this has been a dream of mine. Is I want a turn-based Zelda game from someone. Uh, like a Final Fantasy, Square Enix, or someone to make a turn-based Zelda game where you actually go on the adventure, you go in dungeons, you have party members with you, like Zelda's with you, or some someone else going in there, you know, just a little turn-based action. Would you pull yeah. characters from a lot of different games? Kind of make it a uh, um, hometown buffet of Zelda goodness? I don't know if I would do, like, characters from specific games. Like, uh, I don't know if I would be like, yo, there's Minna in this game and sure. there's Tetra in this game kind of thing. But maybe I would be like, Link and Zelda would be 100%. But maybe you could put, like, a different version of, like, Sheik or whatever. Because they always do stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. The king, you know, yeah. appears in Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Damn, that sounds. Yeah. God, yeah. I want that. Yeah, yeah. Need to get the like Braille Default or Octopath team, Team Asano, to to do it since uh, they don't want to make turn base. Yeah, the two point five. Yeah, you want from like Square Enix, but like, yeah. But if it takes the Rabbids, to a whole nother franchise to merge with Mario to finally get a tactical Mario, 
Would you need something like a Dragon Quest to come in? Oh my God! Zelda universe. Dragon Quest Zelda? Yes. Yeah. Holy God, <laughs> Jones! I, mean? I didn't think to of that. Make it happen. Yeah. Holy God! I wanted like a, a Tales of Zelda game. You want like a Tales of yeah, Combat like, one? Yeah, like so your party. So you're still doing like real time combat. Real time. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I still want that as much, but at one point I was like, dude. Do you want the anime vibes with yeah, it? Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot. <laughs> I want that AM, like that opening music video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. The anime intro. Yeah. The flavor of the month J-pop group. Please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just so you know, we're supported by Patreon. <clears throat> that is how we are alive. That is the lifeblood of this company. So if you want to support us and be able to get sweet perks like writing into... Uh, this podcast or our Easy Allies podcast, you can just sign up there for five bucks to be able to sign in and ch- write whatever you want to us, ask some sick questions. But yes, yes, please support us on Patreon. It is how we are survive. We're surviving primarily thanks to awesome people like you. If you're a patron, thank yep. you so much. We love y'all. And if you're just watching, thank you. We appreciate it, all that stuff too. So thank you, everybody. But on our Patreon, we also have a shout out here. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of the. The big boys out there. Give me a Brad shout out, please. We got Jabba Wobs, Elphanis, Greg, the Dark Knight Kettering, Caleb Togi Crawford, Nick, and Anna Croft. That's a shout out from you. Jones, give me a shout out in... Why don't you give me a Mario shout out? How would Mario do it? Woohoo! Shout out! Excellent. That was perfection. Maybe a little too loud, sorry. Don, give me a shout out as the Wave Race announcer. <laughs> Shout out! Beautiful. Don't, do you want to do shout out or are you good? I, I, I'm kind of intimidated now. Those, really are, intimidated? those are really good, so I don't know. Do a shout out as an Animal Crossing character. No. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, fine. Exactly. Don't say shout out. Gentlemen, there's been a lot of video game adaptations in our lifetime. A lot. Yes. Some have been cool. Some have been pretty damn good. Like, I think the Castlevania adaptation is pretty damn good. Agreed. We all love the Mortal Kombat movie, the first one. Yeah. It's fun. It's good 90s cheese. A new one came out. Probably the series that has, like, the most adaptations I can think of at the top of my head. And that is Resident Evil. A new Netflix series came out, Resident Evil. And I watched this. All of it. Ooh. I don't think it's good. Okay. At all. <laughs> At all? Yeah. At all. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, I thought this was the one. So I ended up not watching it because... <laughs> Here's the thing, Brad. I, I saw... I watched it because you were going to talk about it. So listen to this. <laughs> I was told to, you. I was looking forward to this to, conversation. So a few things. No, uh, first of all, I saw the the uh, game... Uh, GameSpot review. Okay. It said 9 out of 10, like best, most faithful adaptation. I'm I like, so, faithful? And I was like, oh my gosh, it's good. I was yeah. like, I'm getting ready to watch this. Boot up Netflix, get like top of the page, like Resident Evil. Then you know how they play those preview clips, like right. the 30 seconds? Pretty much showed me the worst possible thing you could show me. <laughs> Literally a freaking like scientific chamber room with one of the dogs, and there's a cat in a cage, and I'm like, and they're like, I'm like, I. So it's like fuck you. <laughs> Literally went on Twitter and was like, "All right, please, like lay it on me." Like, and the people are like, "Oh yeah, there's some shit." And I'm like, "No one could like tell me where it was specifically." And I'm like, "I'm not, I, you know." And then I started seeing like uh, the Sphere Hunters take on it, Maximilian dudes take on it, and I was like, 
this sounds like sh- dog shit. <laughs> I was like, it, it's not good. So I'm like, you know yeah. what? I'm not going to do the hassle. And I just like kept seeing people compare it to like a, a young teen drama. Oh, dude, like, dude, like, this is a CW yeah, show. Like a Resident CW, Evil. like Resident Evil yes, with Jones. the dialogue. It's like just very this bad is- dialogue. Dude, there's some sucks. bad Because, dude, this. I saw that, like, Times Square, like, marketing yeah, thing, the really 3D, cool. like, mm-hmm. liquor thing. Oh, that, that's, like, the like, best thing to come out of it. This yeah. looks good. And I'm like, no, it, it's not good, apparently. Jones, so, Brad, did you, did you watch it? You, you prepped me on this. Well, I had a chance to watch this, and I, uh, me and the missus got into okay. Stranger Things finally. Totally We're finally getting caught up in the season. And, like, you need to great. So, so, Brad laid on how bad, but like, how okay. really bad is this? So, I guess it depends... Resident Evil's been around for a long time, and I guess it depends on who you're trying to please. Mm-hmm. If you are trying to create a young adult CW kind of show with the Resident Evil name attached to it, you will you will enjoy this, I guess. If you like the CW and those kind of shows, and teen drama, you might like it. You know who likes those shows? Is Michael Huber. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he said he enjoyed the first episode. Totally fine. Okay. Not for me, though. Okay. Do not like this. I will tell you this. I liked... The Raccoon City movie that came out more than this. Oh dear! Okay, okay. that was more Which faithful to the game. I still need to get caught up Ooh, on it. Yeah. Okay, okay. So this was eight episodes, and okay, I, I don't want. I'm gonna fucking go nuts on this show. Go ahead, I'm waiting. The, the, I, the I, biggest I, problem for me was I was bored a uh, lot. Is this a lot? Of, a lot of sit around talking. Kind of okay. So the show is oh. divided up into two timelines. There's two oh, things. Okay. One takes place in 2022. Okay. The story revolves around Wesker, and he has two daughters, Billy and Jade. Okay, so you got the 2022 timeline, then you got the future in like 2036 or whatever, where the world's gone to shit. It kind of looked like Terminator yes, a little apocalypse, bit. You know? yeah. and okay. that kind of stuff. So you're hopping between these two different uh, time periods throughout the whole show, and it's like... You know, Wesker works for Umbrella, and the daughters are, like, unraveling the mystery of kind of, like, what's going on in Umbrella, and then the rest is, like, the world dealing with Umbrella, you know, the zombie outbreak. There's, like, a few cool kills in this. There's the liquors in it. It's all right. There's a cool spider. Cool spider kill. Okay. I'll say that. The zombies, I didn't really like. Okay, that's bad. Didn't really like them. That's bad. Dude. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Wesker in this show he's the best part of the show by the way okay? right. he's the best part of the show uh, he's like not Wesker like at all okay <laughs> yeah, Lance Reddick so, man, he's a goofball from what I've seen like, yeah, he's very he's way, the very best over part the of the show I don't want to spoil things but cool. I some of the revelations of the show I actually laughed out loud <laughs> at some of the things that happened in the show just alone in my room at like 11 o'clock and I just laughed because I was like blown away about how stupid this shit was <laughs> There is so much teen drama. Like, people act like... They don't act like people at all. Just, like, some situations these people get into. These, like... There's, like, school drama with kids fighting. Like, the daughters fighting with people at school. And it's so unrealistic and stupid. I just was, like... Getting furious. This is starting to sound like the last season of 13 Reasons or whatever. I have no or, idea. It's a, it's a teen drama. Okay. Yeah. The first season was about like about doing with su- suicide. Okay. I mean, they try to cover serious things, mm-hmm. but there's like literally a there's like a, a like a riot school riot episode. Okay. Where the entire class riots inside <laughs> and causes like the okay. police to be called to like, and it's okay. like. Ridiculous! Like this would like this. Okay, no, this would not happen. This is absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. Hamming it up to the yeah. max is like this is not how real people are. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just it's just boring. I think the uh, the future stuff I like 
a little more. It's not great or anything like that, mm. but at least you get to see some of the more monsters, I guess. And I liked the the main girl. Uh, she was, I think it's the girl from Forspoken, actually, who's the main character in Forspoken. I think oh, it's her. Oh, okay. So she must be big, big in the games or something like that. But yeah, I think she was all right, but it's like, man, just like, I mean, Resident Evil's been through the ringer. Like, I didn't expect anything man. from this, and it didn't surpass right. expectations or anything like that. Right. So let me ask both of you this. So I'll start with you, Brad, since yeah. you were talking. Is there any of the film or CG adaptations that you actually like? I haven't which are they? seen... The ones you've seen. The ones I've only seen. seen the first three original ones and the newer one. No, I don't like any of them. Okay. I don't think they're very good, but at least... This doesn't, I mean, this just doesn't feel like Resident Evil to me at all. Like, the games, what happened in the games happens in this show. Like, they reference, like, Raccoon City and stuff like that. Like, the nuke going off and all that kind of stuff. But it's, I just don't like it. I just don't understand Mm -hmm. it. Like, the newer Raccoon City movie, I think, is dumb and has a lot of problems. But there's some cool, there's some parts in it I kind of like, actually. Like, there's the Spencer Mansion, actually, in that. And there's, like, a cool part Mm, in that. Right. But this, I'm just like, man, this, man, there's nothing cool here that I like. I, I think that I think that's why I like the the CG stuff. Okay, because there's like a mo- one moment mm-hmm. that you can pull that I'm like, okay, I I am actually kind of happy to know that Leon did that in his lifetime. Mm-hmm. You know that like if we're kind of following, you know, like I don't know what weird lore Zelda timeline those CG movies take yeah. place when we're actually like. You know, thinking of all the events that like still going on in the game, I wonder if we're ever going to get a weird CG movie based on all like the new like village, like that oh, that yeah. kind of new branch, yeah, of the yeah. RE tree. Um, but they they do get. I love these characters so much that they do get me when it's just like, oh, Jill. You know, like they have these moments of like, mm-hmm. oh, wait, that's. I mean, it might be different voice actors, but it's like that. that you know, mm-hmm. those are those two characters. It's good to know what they're up to, and everything that they're doing is already based on. Like all of this time that I spent, like yeah. playing and replaying these games and getting really familiar with these yeah. these places, but like any one of those experiences compared to like RE2 remake, no, like to like going back and like you know like you know meeting yeah. these characters again for the first time and seeing how they expand, like bumping into Lisa the first time and remake, like Jones, yeah, okay, so I not think even close. how crazy is this? The games I think have better writing and better stories <laughs> than TV shows and movies. Uh, it's certainly the they're getting lapped, yeah. Village, Village, I really, really liked, but I'm. It was just seven, right? Yeah, the um, yeah. seven. I, I think it was my favorite narrative. Seven, sure, yeah, me the yeah, 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 yeah. Through it was like, yeah. whoa, like um, that. Yeah, was super scary. And then at the end, when a lot more like came to light, I was like, oh, wow, I think this is really great and horrific, but also lends itself really well to this action, you know, setting and um, where yeah, there's just not. I I was so livid at the first live action movie. And I would like, I, I know, hear that's I, like the best thing I could not have found because it because I totally, you know, idiotically expected it to be very much like, like you the know, game did in the first game because um, I'm like, you know, you don't have to work that hard. They lay yeah. it out for you. It does feel like an action movie. It yeah. does feel like, you know, like the thing it like builds. you can. Yeah, you can really just kind of copy a lot of the stuff that they did in there. But um, it set me up for all the subsequent Mia Jovovich movies where I was like, oh, OK, mm-hmm. Well, I know what to expect going into this. I think the one in Vegas, yeah. I'm like, I actually Apocalypse. kind of enjoyed that because it was just, it was just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, now I'm curious because I still think I kind of enjoyed the very first live action. Yeah, the, people say that's usually the best. one. It's like to- I don't remember. It's, it's that's still tolerable so to rewatch it. It's like the the least offensive, mm-hmm. which is funny because like two tried to be more faithful to the games, but mm-hmm. I think they got a lot of things 
everything else about it is pretty bad. The funny thing is, I think as much as the CG films seem to be like the most faithful, they're the ones I like the least. Like I've never yeah, liked any of the. I've they've always, always been letdowns to me. I think I've kind of just boring. Two of them, boring and I don't remember me. like anything. Yeah, from they're them. just boring. Yeah. Um, and the live action ones are more faithful. Like I remember like the third or the fourth one because it wasn't the Vegas one where they brought in like the RE4 enemies and stuff right. or whatever. And I was like, oh, there's, here we go. There's like, some getting, like, it's like cameos no. and nods to the games. I think that are cool. In this show, actually, there's like okay. a few, a few where I caught where I was like, "Oh yeah, that's kind of neat. That makes sense, I guess." But I think this there's a lot of, at least from my perspective, I feel a lot of the worst video game adaptations are because they don't, not necessarily faithfulness, but like they stray too far from like the essence of what the game material mm-hmm. was. It doesn't need to be one for one, but like they just eschew too much of the tropes that. That's what people like about this yeah. game. You need to find a way to translate that into film or television yeah. medium. I think Resident Evil is one where like they just keep shying away from literally just doing just do just the mansion. Make it like the first game. Like or you're, just uh, make the first you're game. A group of people stuck in a mansion or yeah, a building or something, you and you got to get out, and it's like a zombie outbreak because that's what one pretty much is. They they go in. There's a little bit too much like drama with the going in and all that, and like there's the story about the brother and sister, but like. I think it just needs to go more raw and like primal. It's like you're thrown into the shit situation and like how the hell are they gonna get out? Like yeah. It's just, yeah. They just need to remake the first game. That's all you have to do. It's laid yeah. out for you. Yeah, yeah. I'm like exactly. I think they should just pick one, <laughs> especially one, probably the easiest one, and just literally try to make that into a film. Yeah. Try, like it's not Shakespeare, it. man. Try you know, it's yeah. like not, exactly. It's yeah. not complex. It's not Dune. You yeah. Know, you're not, it's not like, where do we start? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like, I would say less about the story, more about like the characters and the, right. the fear. It's about the fear yeah. and the atmosphere. Yeah. That's the most exactly. important. I think they got to get that. And I want to know exactly how much ammunition these characters have at any given time. <laughs> I don't think that's too much to ask. How so much like, you got? Yeah, you want people to like be split up and like, are they going to survive? Like, you like, yeah, you like it's mm-hmm. tension, man. Right. Like, this is like, like that like, happens yeah. in the game. Yeah, where's Chris? Yeah, so. where's them, Barry? I, w- I don't want that to have a flame grenade and a regular grenade. I have to make that call. Yeah, you know, like, what am what, I going to use on Yon right here? What am right. I going to do? I don't, I don't know, man. It's like these things clearly aren't made for me. Yeah, as someone who's like super into Resident Evil and the story and the characters, like. I'm really curious about a lot of other people who are just kind of from the outside and don't know a lot about the series, what they'll think about it more. Yeah, I'm sure there are people who, like you said, probably like enjoy this yeah. or even liked all the live-action films. And there are definitely people who like all the CG films. Yeah. But, I mean, I think it, it's it's good for the series to keep branching out like this because as long as the games don't stop, like for me, and I'm yeah, actually you, like, yeah. I'm just a huge fan of, like, I yeah. want to play every new as game long as that the comes games out. Don't and stop, they're fantastic. And I don't care what else they do. This is just, yeah. like, extra stuff. Just, like, Flip side, because you're saying video game adaptations, apparently just one like one of the best ones is the uh, the League of Legends one. That, oh, that Arcane. Arcane. Yeah. yeah. And there are people who will never touch the game League yeah. of Legends, but love that show and are like, yeah. ha- like hardcore in the League of Legends, the world and the mythos, just they won't touch the game. Uh, yeah. I guess the show just feels super like, I mean, I'm not lazy, but I guess... It's just disappointing me. Like yeah, bad jo- script is a bad yeah, it's script. It's bad script, you know? Jones. They use like a lot of like l- pop license music throughout the the show. Here's this Billie Eilish song and like yeah. Resident Evil. It's like cool, I Which guess. Just <laughs> does not exist anywhere yeah. in Resident Evil. Maybe in the end credits. Well, the other thing too, um, to bring up the excellent Metal Gear Solid as a conversation. But like after I played that game on PlayStation One, it was like, oh, I didn't realize how cinematic games could be. Period. Like that game just yeah. showed how you could do that. You know, just like, you know, Z- you know, Zelda 64 and Mario 64. Like, here's how you do 3D. Just do that. Um, 
And so, like, when I first played Resident Evil, I was, like, couldn't stop thinking of it as a movie. You know, mm-hmm. like, especially spoilers. But, like, a moment, like, running towards the rocket launcher and taking that and shooting and Tyrant with yeah. it. And just, like, I'm, like, yeah. me playing boom, boom, that boom. shot. I just kept thinking, like, whoa, that would make such a cool moment if you were to make it a little less, you know, Virtua Fighter-looking mm-hmm. character. Like, doing very rigid, you know, like, straight cuts. Yeah, I mean, um, for God's sake, they had live actors in the original like yeah. live real <laughs> yeah. actors dude yeah. doing stuff it, it's like live action <laughs> stuff in there yeah so you could yeah it, it, I think that's what really planted it at least in my head for it being like possible and not only possible but like really exciting and like in a, in a quarry kind of way like in mm-hmm. a really like I think there still is an audience for that and like this just kind of B-movie popcorn you know let's just yeah. get to have that you know the crap scared out of us I, you know what I guess I'm just really disappointed Bummer. in this show because I know game adaptations can be good. Yeah. Arcane is good. Yeah. Castlevania good. I don't know if it's a exclusively animation thing or something like that that helps lend itself, but Resident Evil is the one I feel like that could work really well in live action. I'm just sad, man. Yeah. I think that's what's unique about Resident Evil in cinema and, you know, including the CG ones is like it a lot of people have tried in many different ways and it just never seems just never seems to work out. Um, you really have to kind of pan for gold to like find all the the, yeah. the shiny nuggets in there. Oh. And so it's it's crazy how many times I forgot about this show. I just like <laughs> I just booted up. I, just I booted didn't know it was coming Netflix out. For yeah. something yeah. And was like was right there, and I was like, "What?" And it's just called Resident Evil. Yeah. Like, whoa! It's, it's so wild that they have like the Welcome to Raccoon City, and then this like in such a short time frame. It's like yeah. I don't know. It, yeah, it was hard to like keep track of like when this was coming out. How many episodes? Eight. You said eight. Yeah, mm, yeah. Okay. Like but I mean, forty minutes each or hey, an hour. A little bit more. I mean, we got what first look at the the, the Tekken Netflix show. That oh, they're doing. right. That's animation though. Yeah, and, yeah. And that's what you're saying animation, and we they confirmed we know we're getting more Castlevania. But yes. Jones, have you yeah. seen this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Rondo of Blood. Yeah. Oh, the new... St- oh, I thought you meant to show... Oh, yeah, the new thing is like Rondo... It's Richter. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, they... Um, I loved all of that. I mean, yeah. I, can't, I can't really think of anything on that show to, to criticize. Um, that was right on the money. A couple comments I want to read here about this. Oh. Hiru said, Despite recognizing that I think the Resident Evil show is probably bad, I binged it this weekend and reasonably enjoyed my time with it, and I hope it gets another season. Without spoiling anything, I think Lance Rhetoric did amazing work in the show, and I saw aspects of his acting I have never seen before. Love and respect. Mm. Fair comment. Totally fair. I'm glad people are enjoying this show. Like, that's awesome. I just wish I did, too. It's all, yeah. It's all about expectations, yeah. which doesn't sound like yours were too high. No, they weren't. They weren't. It. They weren't. I had a, a glimmer of hope, Joan, just because there's been good things. Yeah. Yeah. You can always hope, like, maybe yeah. season two will be better. I don't know. Right. You can always hope, but I don't know. Keeping the expectations low for some things, and I think you'll be all right. Yeah, reminds me of Obi Wan. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, we should talk about that. That'd be funny. Uh, this is from Clint. Now that the Resident Evil games have reached the fidelity of the last, have reached the fidelity of the last few releases, would you prefer that they forgot about the media like movies and shows and stick to telling stories via games? I don't think you're. I don't think the games are losing anything by these things all, yeah. existing. They're like completely. They always keep this separate. It's like yeah, the games are their own thing. Yeah. I, I do think like the for the CG efforts for Resident Evil, like they're never gonna have like. I feel like they're just never gonna have major revelations in them because I don't think it's gonna really. They'll never require the players to play, even though they're supposed to be part of the canon. Like they're never gonna be required to understand the games. So yeah, yeah I, I, they're fine to exist, but. 
I, I think the games will, for me, will always be like that focal point because like the, the 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 stuff I care about the most will be presented in the game lore. Yeah, yeah. I don't think this is gonna take away anything. Yeah, from the no. Games. no. I think if you keep throwing, if you, if Capcom's got the money. You know, if, if all these production companies are willing to do it, you keep throwing darts at that board. I, th- I think it's got a hit. I, um, and you know, the more I think about seven, like, you know, definitely don't want to spoil something if somebody wants to get through seven and village. But uh, what you learn about what happened, kind of like Resident Evil 4, where you're like, whoa, this village got wrecked. You know, you, you learn, like, what happened leading up to all of these horrible events. Mm-hmm. That can make a really good movie or a show. Seven and really dive into one that. would be great movies. You see all of it, and but that's not, like, not really action heavy that's it's just not. really slow horror yeah. you know amityville you know just seeing these you know these people that really care about each other all of them kind of collapse and and um ooh that could be really good but yeah never keep those hopes yeah don are you going to watch this are you going to give it a shot uh at some point I'll probably watch at least the first couple episodes look I've been I I think you guys are both all totally right. Like, the franchise, since it began, tried to redud that horrible live-action movie thing where they're like, let's remake this in our own image instead of just they had the perfect foundation if they just would have made it. But I am a fan of the movies, but not because of the Resident Evil lore. Because they've been – they committed to 3D hard and early, and they got better as they went on. So the last few have actually been really fun popcorn, special effects movies just for the 3D element alone. But I long ago gave up on this franchise having anything that was like satisfying fan service in terms of, the, you know, live action media. So Damn. my expectations are absolute zero for Resident Evil. One of the lowest <laughs> they can get. Zero. I would even say Aliens vs. Predator might be slightly higher in terms of hope for like, oh, maybe they'll come out with something good in the AVP universe. So it's really down there, right. Brad. But also just to mention, yeah, you mentioned the actress, Ella Belinska. Ella Belinska earlier. That's uh, oh, she's that spoken and uh, Resident Evil. So she's, yeah. kill, she's killing it. Yeah, nice. yeah good but for her. This one, Brad, I don't have a lot of interest. No 3D. No 3D, John. No 3D. Resident Evil Absolute Zero sounds like an animated Absolute movie. Absolute Zero. Like, that sounds like one of the, <laughs> the next installment. Just make it the Zero game. Just redo it. We've reached Absolute Zero. Absolute Zero. Billy. Wait, Don, do you like the Resident Evil games? I don't know. Oh, yeah. I oh, mean, you do? Most of them, I like them a lot. Oh, know? okay. I don't know if I ever talked to you about it. Maybe he talked to you here. She probably pumped you for information or four, something. Four is my favorite, like most of the world. It's not wrong with that. Four is really good. Love mm. it. Is that your favorite, Dalmayani? Four? Mm, yeah. Oh, okay. Jones, yours is what? Remake? Or is yours four too? It depends on what you're talking about. Like, if you put all the games in front of me right now, I would grab four. Because okay. four is just... Four is very replayable. So much fun. But yeah. I think, like, in terms of, like, really getting into the world, two remake... Just mm, okay. not just you talk about expectations vastly exceeded my expectations. Yeah, high expectations. Because that whole too. project was like, are they doing it? Oh, they are doing it. And then uh, how T-shirt much? Review. How much effort are they going to put into this? And I don't, I don't know. And like, you know, what's going to change or whatever? And like, there were performances in that that was like, whoa, like that was legitimately like I was really Kendo. brought into. Yeah, like, um, but the the first police officer that he bumps into, just that first Marvin, scene, Marvin, yeah, like that. Oof. Martin. The games have better mm-hmm. acting and better scripts. Damn. Yeah. Well. That uh, being said, though, you know, I just want to say, chime in. Like, I had heard when the hype was first starting on the show, I was excited because I was like, okay, if it finally does happen, I mean, it's going to be brilliant, right? But uh, yeah, disappointing to hear that it's not paying off. Maybe next time. We'll see. I'm curious what Hubert will think by the end. I guess we'll have to wait. 
but he maybe he's a little more forgiving. He likes the movies and I, stuff. I could see him being in two parties at the same time. I could yeah. see him being like, well, yes, yeah. it's not good. Yeah, that was like <laughs> but... Kings, like Kingsglaive when we saw it. I don't know if you guys were there, but <laughs> terrible movie. But we had fun. Oh yeah. All right, uh, Dominic. I know this one. You know very well. So I've been playing through Majora's Mask recently. Nice. It's been a long time since I've like beaten this game. Oh, all right. A very long time. So I've been going through the game again because you know you got that Switch Online. It's there now. Yep. yep. I got the N64 controller. I'm like, finally, now there I can play go. this thing. Yeah. Cool. I ain't playing it. with the. I ain't playing with that <laughs> Pro controller, dude. The C buttons, dude. Oh uh, God. Nope. Man. Um. Surprise! This game's really good. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Really good. It is very interesting, Damiani. The contrast between this and Ocarina of Time. And I think they're super different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they have strengths and advantages in completely different fields. I think the biggest strength of Majora's Mask is its narrative and its side quests. I, I don't agree. think the dungeons are very good in this game. I think they're okay. They're serviceable. But I know this game was made very in a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's impressive what they've done. But none of these dungeons stick out in my mind at all. I've beaten three of them so far. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, it, it's interesting because the, uh, the last time seeing Majora's Mask was actually watching Hubert play through it yeah. uh, a few years ago. Um, his first ever playthrough through through that game and watching him like really like it because yeah. the you mentioned the side quest. This game is also oh, it's very the narrative. Yeah. Heavily leads into like character NPC yes. relationships and bonds yes, is like you know so it was adding a layer that was a little like a little bit thin in Ocarina of Time mm-hmm. like there are NPCs in Ocarina of Time they're more like cartoon characters yeah, they don't than get anything deep. substantive yeah and uh this one you get some backstory and some of them a lot of backstory on yeah. them which is really nice because you it makes you care about this world when the premise is you need to save this world it's like oh, I mean good versus evil but then it's like oh this thing hits, everyone dies. Oh, oh man, I like this person. Oh, they're going to die. You know, mm-hmm. I actually kind of want to save the world this time, you know? Um, dungeon-wise, though, to your question, um, I thought there were some like, cool ideas in there. Uh, stru- yes. Structurally, they're definitely more about, like, a, they're less... They, they try and blend the atmosphere and like a core gimmick, but like they I think they lie, rely a little bit too heavily on a core gimmick versus, like, they're very super... Um, not superficial, but like just you know, very surface level. Sorry, yes. Uh, like themes, like mm-hmm. like it's like snow and ice again, or here's water and here's like, uh, like to me, I uh, um, I kind of a kind of valley and like uh, mm-hmm. the kind of castle part. That's where it's I'm pro- at. I'm at a kind of valley yeah, right now. Any further, and that's my favorite part three. of the game. So that was probably yeah, that was like the highlight because like going to. Um, like the the swamp and like mm-hmm. Deku Palace and then going to the first dungeon, it was like, eh, it's like okay. And like the boss, like boss, the fights, boss is cool. Boss I like, fights I are kind of cool. Are, the first two dungeon bosses are really cool. I think actually. Yeah, the the third one's one that the definitely fish? rubs yeah, some people it's all right. the wrong way because it's, it's also like the swimming controls. But they, the, it's yeah. cool. The game relies on like the different mass transformations yes, to solve for, puzzles. Yes, so it's like it does. In a little bit of an evolution of the items because items were always like this is what you need to solve the dungeon. You got an item in here, and maybe some other items you got earlier will help out here and there. But it's like. Yes, those are still play a role, but also like what form you're in. Like, oh, you need to like do like be heavier to go this, or you need to go into Deku form so you could skip, skip across water to get over here. Like, mm-hmm. it was just nice to like an extra layer that they added. Yes. And I think I think that's a yeah. That's I think fair. they made a good use of that. They it's did. just shorter. It's like less dungeons. Yeah, it, um, it's, yeah, it's and, a smaller. 
they're the not, scheme's big, but it's like, it feels smaller. I don't still. think they're quite as memorable. Um, no. It's also because it's the second 3D game that came out just two years after. So yeah. you're really trying to compete with stuff like the Forest Temple. temple. As much as you hated the Water Temple, like people still remembered it for yeah. its like frustrating stuff. Even like the Fire Temple, like Spirit you know, temple. yeah, they all had like really good music, really good like layouts. I felt like, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, you know. Cool looking boss battles, mm-hmm. if anything. I think maybe some of the Majora's ones are a little bit more like challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like just turning into a Goron in a role after Goat or whatever. Fun. Like the robot Fun. goat thing, like running around Ram or whatever was really cool. And then the one you'll see in the fourth dungeon, I'm curious. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah. I remember the boss. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, like this like the giant worm like thing. A kaiju worm yeah. fight, basically. With the giant turn, mass. Yeah. Yeah. Like I remember all that. I think it's cool. Yeah. I think there's some good stuff. I just think the dungeons maybe themselves are a little too just basic, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But I like I like the ice one. The idea of like you know, there's that center room. And there's that's that the pillar thing. In the middle yeah, that kind of go up. But I think that's cool. I don't get me wrong. I think these dungeons are still fine and cool. But I just I always picture OT or even like Twilight Princess and their dungeons. Their layouts feel very like ba- like basic. Mm-hmm. And, and, and not literally like squares, but it feels like I say there's like a central room. Mm-hmm. You do something in that central room, and then you're able to move into other things. The first one, the swamp one, it's like you can purify the poison water, so now you can go around the water, and it's like just four directions around that central room. Second one, it's like the ice room. Like there's multiple floors, but like you either go like north, south, east, west into any room along yeah. the multiple floors. The ocean one, the Great Bay Temple, it's like oh, there's like currents. You can like make the current reverse. That's the central thing, and then there's like. Four like north, south, east, west are those like yeah. kind of like six. That's why the last dungeon I think is like the most unique because Stone Tower. Yeah, because you invert the thing yes. and it, it like it feels like a little bit more unique in that way. It doesn't feel like it's yeah. It's like a, you can go left or right, but then all of a sudden like when you flip it, oh wait, now I can go this way and oh this room's a, it's they had to think about mm-hmm. everything like inverted castle Castlevania style. Like it's like that's uh, I remember nice. having to play the ocarina a lot in that because you have to like make the clones. The clones. Yeah. I remember that a lot. Mm-hmm. So I'll see how that is. Yeah, Elegy uh, of Emptiness. I'm glad you brought it up earlier, but the masks. I think it's such a cool mechanic mm-hmm. and so rad. We've never gotten anything like that ever again. Yeah, it well, I mean, Wolf Link was the next. The closest, the closest thing, thing we got to it. Yeah, but um, it wasn't just like transformation masks. It was like a lot of the other masks were used to like interact with NPCs and yeah. continue. Like they were either a reward for completing a side quest, which then could be used to complete other side quests. Yeah. Like I think it was like the Bremen mask you get as a reward could then be used on the farm to like march with like the chickens. Yeah, behind you use you. that. Yeah, and they like, hatch like, or make them grow. Yeah. yeah, so like they did really cool things. Like all like all the like absurdities of it, like the alien invasion at the ranch, like so, repelling that attack. So weird. Such a weird thing, but it works. And, and missables. Like, everything's yeah. running on a real-time clock. Well, like, an in-game clock. Yeah. And you can, you can like, be too late to something. Mm-hmm. And, like, you got to plan your stuff around mm-hmm. it. And I understand why a time restriction was, like, a little bit, like, harsh for some people to deal with. I liked how it added an element of, like... Just tension? The, the, yeah, yeah, tension to the world. And it also made the world feel a little bit more alive because NPCs did. were just moving They're throughout on a path. constantly. Yeah, you could follow yeah. them. And like just the idea of looking up and seeing the moon, you know, slowly coming closer to you each day, it really added that sense of dread and, like you said, tension to this game. Yeah. Definitely down the rabbit hole game in terms of design because, like, yeah. it just feels very piecemeal. It doesn't, everything doesn't really like, flow together very well. Like, the like Hyrule Field, like, you literally go like north, like south, a, east, west. Yeah, it's like it. 
There's snow right here all of a sudden abruptly. Here's like a wall and then there's the like the sandy beach and ocean and then like like going south to like the swamp is like the most natural thing and maybe mm-hmm. east to like the the but it's like so small and like sudden. I I, I don't know like at least uh, like Oregon time is a little bit more basic mm-hmm. but like the geography flowed a little bit better. It didn't yeah. feel as like jarring or like oh man like whoa the, this the suddenly yeah. popped up here. That's weird. Yeah, I guess What's been really cool about this game is the strength is just the world, like you said, and the characters. And just, you know, as the time takes on on the last day, you know, people are freaking out, which is kind of interesting to see. And like a Zelda, obviously, Zelda games to me have had dark themes in most of them. Like people always think of, I guess, maybe Majora's Mask as the darkest Zelda. But like a lot of the Zelda games, I think, have really dark themes. But it's just been sick to hear them freaking out about it or if. You know, someone's like accepting their death and just this very melancholy feel throughout this game. It's really powerful almost, I would say. Um, I think this game is kind of a miracle that it turned out as good as it did. Yeah. When I think about how fast they made this game and like you hear about like Anuma talking about like the nightmares he had making this game. I think this is a special game and I totally get why people like rank it up as their their favorite Zelda. I think, man, this is like a must play to me to... Like anyone out there, especially if you like OOT or Zelda, anyways, it's like you gotta play this freaking game, man. You have yeah. to play it. It just shows how much further you can go with the Zelda type game. Yeah, it, like, like doing a different premise, different world. Yeah, like do like, you? I like this. Do you really like that? It's it's not about Ganon. It's not about anything like that. Not about the Triforce or anything like that. It's just a very weird kind of side thing. Yeah, like they the, don't explain like the, what Termina really is or yeah, anything like that. They definitely those turn out to be some of like the better ones for sure. Some of the best actually, like doing yeah, this you or like, like Link's, Link's Awakening. Awakening. And yeah. stuff. Another one where it's like Zelda is like they can be viewed as a template and it can be applied. You don't always have to keep recreating Hyrule and doing like the same light the dark same thing, dichotomy. Yeah. Like you literally can just go off and do different things. Like I know people like to like also champion the Oracle games. I think they're really good, but they still do kind of like the dual duality world thing as well, where you go like one's like season, so it's like yeah. a little bit more than two. But then t- uh, Oracle Ages is time back and forth. But like Majora's Mask and Link's Awakening are just very unique in that way. Um, and I, I think they really benefit from having like a different setting. It was kind of like when I'm like was or am still sort of hoping for like Breath of Wild sequels. That, yes, like we don't need to just stay literally in Hyrule. I mean, you could start there, but like I would love to see like new worlds, like, mm-hmm. like because then you don't repeat some of the same old tropes, like even superficial things. This is like same enemies, same dungeons, like same item types. It's like. Be creative. Like, I think that's, like, when Zelda can be, like, why people love Majora's Mask so it's much. Very and why they like Link's Awakening. Because yeah. the, the goofy, crazy stuff, people like seeing it. It just mm-hmm. feels different. Mm-hmm. I actually, I think this is one of the games that I did the most about face, like, during it while playing it. Because Ocarina of Time is my, I think, is the best game that anyone has ever made. And it was my first, like, I played Zelda 2. I kind of watched my brother get the farthest. I don't think we could ever, like, actually beat Zelda 2. But didn't in the first game, didn't end in Link to the Past, didn't play Link's Awakening. And just, like, became obsessed. Even more than Mario 64, I was like, this game is incredible. Mm-hmm. And just kept replaying Ocarina of Time. And so, like, when George's Mask came out, I was like, just, you know, put the phone off the hook, man. Like, this, I got really got to make time for this. And like right away, Epona's gone. I was like, "What? Huh?" Yeah. And like they're like, "Yeah, this world you love, we're out. We're going someplace else." And I think if I had known more about Link's Awakening, I wouldn't. It wouldn't have been as jarring to me. But I was like, "Whoa!" They're asking a lot for me to kind of absorb all this new stuff. Mm-hmm. And by the end, I was just like, 
Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And I think, yeah, like I obviously it is like, you know, the darkest or one of the, you know, the the darkest, not only in just like kind of color palette and the mm-hmm. themes, but just, yeah, the, 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 you know, dealing with death and, and the idea of like, you know, not only that last day, but like just that whole last moment of like every time this thing just crushes everybody. But like even just throwing a mask on and like, ah, yeah, his eyes like get the pain. all crazy yeah. and like, you know, the yeah. perspective really just kind of like gets jarring and, and just kind of like the, like borderline Cronenberg aspect of just becoming these other <laughs> yeah. beings, you know, like the fly. I remember when I first got the, um, when you, when I became not the Goron, but the, the Zora, mm-hmm. I just, I probably swam around for like a whole hour. I was Good like, swimming. this is great. It was just so not nerfed version. Damiani. Yeah. So yeah. So unusual for me to, in playing adventure games, like, or playing, you know, action adventure games like that. But like even just everything that I had done in Ocarina of Time and just constantly surprising me mm-hmm. being like, I, this wasn't what I was expecting, but I'm loving this. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like what everyone kind of was like when they played this game the first time. I didn't and, expect this. And I love open world. And but like it was even, great. even today, open worlds just kind of go by like, yeah, there's a person there, but they're not doing anything. And so this like just watching clock down tick and like watching, you know, seeing a person go by and being like, mm-hmm. I know what you're going to do tomorrow. You yeah. Know, like, you know, oh, it's so four cool Groundhog Day, you know, together. Just, mm-hmm. um, that, um, yeah, I fell in love with that. Uh, a few questions about it. Tartooth. Said Majora's Mask is one of my favorite. It was one of the few Zelda games I've yet to finish. The time limit stressed me out. What makes it great, and why should I give it another chance? What do you think, Damiani? Uh, As our Zelda expert, <laughs> I think we talked about why we think it made it great. Yes, but um, and if, if you did miss it, there is a technically a way to slow down time. Yes, Inverted song of time help. will help you out a lot. Um, think of it the. For maybe newer gamers who are in the vein of like Japanese games, I'm assuming you've played Persona games. Then maybe not the, this uh, mm-hmm. this listener, reader, uh, or viewer, but uh, those games are also about like maybe just you don't try and do everything in like a day. Like when you go to a dungeon, like yeah. Tartarus, it's like hit, fi- figure out a goal, hit that goal, yeah. save, get out and save. Redo it, yeah. Or oh, that's Majora's Mask. I think that was a little bit more difficult because the Zelda games were never ever about that. Right. So it take it took some time to adjust. Where it's like. Maybe you don't have to finish a dungeon. Like I would say, a first good goal of a dungeon is to get the dungeon item that yeah. will carry over with you, even mm-hmm. if you have to reset yeah. the dungeon, reset the cycle, and then your progress in the dungeon reset. But if you have that item, it's like well, I can just go right back there really right. quickly, really easy. Yeah, yeah. And they make you, it pretty easy. And when you beat a boss, it's like sure, it changes the dynamics of the area, but you get the mask. Like that's really the key thing. So if you want to do some other side quest, you can always reset the clock and go right to fighting the boss again mm-hmm. to yep. advance the area's geography to change posts like the boss yeah. defeated or you can just move on so yeah. like I think it's just yeah measured goals that you're trying to hit like scout an area enjoy like just explore have some fun and then when you think you're running out of time like if you if you, like you've been told about something and you don't think you can be able to make it just remember what that is go back and try it again yeah. like uh I, but I get it. I understand yeah, why. I think that, and Majora's Mask kind of puts out this more intimidating feel than what it really is. Almost like yeah. you, it tells you about all these things. Like yo, you got three days. Here's how saving works. It's a little different, and it can feel overwhelming at first. But like, it's really not that bad once you dive yeah. into it. it and it's pretty forgiving. Or jump into the 3DS version if you want, like, yeah. a, like a more forgivable save system. Yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah. Is, and it's like definitely keeps more track lenient. of stuff a yeah. little easier. It's a yeah, little bit totally. more lenient, and it's some accessibility stuff thrown in there, especially like like the watered, uh, Great Bay Temple, like you know, Ocean Bay Temple. Mm-hmm. Like it will, 
it has things added to it to yeah. make it a little bit more yeah, easier totally. to process. And don't look at the end of, you know, the three-day cycle as, like, a fail state. You know, right. it's not like, oh, you didn't do it right. I love in Dead Rising when you, like, miss a main quest. Like, it goes, like the next time you bring up, like, the story or the menu screen, it's like, fail, 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 fail. Yeah. Like, all these, like, red blocks appear, and they're like, you suck. And mm-hmm. you're just like, all right, I, start, I, I guess I got to do the next playthrough. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it can Where be worse. It's, that's, like, part of it is, like, seeing how this, you know, like, kind of you know rebooting like like Russian doll you know like like happy death day or whatever where you'd like snap out of your death and like okay I gotta hit the ground running now because I've learned you know what I can do and you do get better at as it goes on I think having that cycle even if it's not scheduled to happen Mm -hmm. or the natural flow of like oh I did the thing and now I'm gonna you know pick up naturally where I left off um, I thought that was a huge part of it was like oops yep I that the clock kind of ran away from me it just kind of shows you know, how quick even, you know, it doesn't seem like it will, those three days can yeah. go by and what that means for everybody. Yeah, I think there's a way if they ever want to revisit the concept to go forward with, like, removing, like, the the hard restriction where, like, maybe everyone's on a schedule. So if you, like, do miss a day, the day will repeat. But, like, your overall progress isn't, like, deterred. Like, right. there's no, like, three-day sure. reset of the whole cycle mm-hmm. versus, like, I, I like the aspect, or like you don't lose yeah. your items. So that's like a tension thing, but like yeah, you don't lose your stuff. I liked more about how it made the world feel alive because characters were moving around yeah. and had like schedules. And other games have since like incorporated that, and I'd like to see Zelda do that again, mm-hmm. where it's like, I mean, it's kind of limited like day or night, but like it'd be like if it was more granular like that, by like maybe hour to hour, someone was like moving, or you weren't there on this day of the week, you missed out on this event. Well, it'll be back in like twenty Earth, like our minutes, twenty minutes, mm-hmm. but like in game, it's like, well, wait twenty minutes, you can come back and try this again. Like, yeah, something like that. That's like a bit of bit of bit of a better balance yeah. of that uh, that that tension and that restriction. Uh, Jonathan Hernandez says Majora's Mask is sweet because even though it is largely reused asset it ha- or assets it has a completely different vibe and story compared to Ocarina of Time what games would you like to see have something like that done uh, we thought that's what Breath of the Wild sequel was going to be Damiani pretty much and it seems like it's going to be more ambitious than we thought yeah when they were making that game out to be like oh we already have this foundation built we, we have these assets in place it's like Okay, well, maybe we're gonna see like a lot of people, not just us, like a lot of people jump to like, oh, this will be like Ocarina of Time to Majora's Mask type mm-hmm. movement here. Yeah. But we still yet to see if that's really the case or not. I know. Yeah, yeah. So we don't have many other examples to go off, I guess. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, I mean, not that they're, it's for different reasons, but like, we never got like Super Mario Brothers 2, the real one here right away. Right. We got like the we got the, the Doki Doki. Yeah, the localization of Doki Doki Panic is Super Mario Brothers 2 USA, which was like a dra- like a bit of a change from Mario 1 to Mario 2. Just like 2. Zelda 2. Yeah, I mean Zelda 1 to Zelda 2, like they went in a different direction from being Castlevania just, 1 to Castlevania yeah. 2. <laughs> I mean a lot of the early things like they weren't because these weren't envisions as series just yet. They were mm-hmm. just trying to make yeah. follow-up games. Even like Castlevania three, like yeah. going with a different like char- playable characters three and different cast. Characters it's like before. Yeah. these things start like evolving yeah. and, uh, and went in different directions before they finally found their footing. I mean, Castlevania is one of the more unique ones. Like for the first few years, like going through those changes because like I think it culminated with like Symphony of the Night, like going like to like second half of the metroidvania equation it's like and then from there we've now had like all our standard templates of like castlevania games mm-hmm. whereas zelda i think by like a link to the past like link's awakening like they had their 2d footing and then like everything from ocarina team ocarina time onward has been pretty much the same until breath of the wild came out which was like 
first one to really Reinvent shake things up a bit. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. In terms of games, I'd like to see like this. I kind of wish we got like a Mario Odyssey follow up that was like this. Maybe. Mm. Like I don't think it's fair to say maybe Mario Galaxy Two was maybe a little more. Then, like, you know, you're not seeing... I can't remember, but you're not, like, seeing a lot of the same NPCs and stuff like that. They're completely different games, so it could be hard to compare them. But, like, I don't know. I could see, like, a Resident Evil game doing this. I guess they kind of do with, like, 2 and 3. But, sure, man. Why not? Speaking of 64, I just remember every article I'd read about Perfect Dark. And they're like, we're doing 10,000 new things, which is why it's taking so long. I was just like, just make a crappy Goldeneye 2. Just literally make a bad game. <laughs> yeah. Just give me more yeah. of this right now because I want it. So the idea of, I mean, like, especially in this day and age, the idea of getting a, a true Zelda sequel two years after the last one is like, yeah, you know. Doesn't seem possible. I'll take something that's even kind of 75% mm-hmm. of the original package. Yeah, uh, also because the heart of this also like come out like reason stuff to come out like in a short time. It's yeah. like, yeah. yeah, I'm trying to like remember things that did this or things that I mean, but things I'd like to see. You know what I like yeah. to see? Wave Race. <laughs> you could literally just use reuse the assets from Blue Storm. I don't care. I love Make this. them HD. Same mechanics, same feel, whatever. Huh? I absolutely love this. Yeah. Keep it cheap. I don't care. It could literally be another... I mean, you could pull that same... Whatever they're running that 64 uh, engine on. It's the exact same thing. Just more levels. Yeah, turquoise storm or something. I don't know. water physics, everything. Ah. Well, that's what's like so frustrating about PT. Is just, it's another one of those examples of like they did they showed you the thing you did it you just make another whoa oh. you know and like <laughs> all these like indie companies are like we'll do it I guess yeah if nobody's it's like just another hallway man yeah. it doesn't take that long to be PT yeah. we're not talking about a huge yeah. thing like you can have some kind of episodic series yeah. or something like you don't have to make this <laughs> massive thing could have done something with that. Back in the day with like Super Mario Six, because I know it's just a Galaxy Galaxy Two. Like, mm-hmm. could have like maybe like it's a better example. Get away from like the castle and like do something like different just for a different like a world. hub or something like Bowser's Castle or I don't know Ooh. like something else and like that could have been sick. Yeah, just like make new crazy goofy levels that were just you know that could have had the same vibe or just yeah. like weird and different from like the the predecessor. Yeah, it was, like Majora's Mask. Like even reusing assets, the world looks so unique and like it does. Like it does. otherworldly compared to Hyrule. It does. Yeah. It sure does. You're right. Like, just the NPCs are, like, the same. You know, yeah. You're like, oh, I've seen this person, like, five times. Well, it, uh, yeah, all the assets were used is, like, did, like, different coloring on, like, the, the textures mm-hmm. or the, the models to, like, make it look very, like, foreign compared to yeah. Hyrule. Yeah. yeah. But I guess with Majora, they just expanded on a lot of the stuff that OOT was kind of lacking in. Like, swimming is a huge example. Yeah, I also imagine... Uh, sorry. Like, I don't have all the interviews memorized and stuff, but, like, what I would wager and what I sort of remember is that, like, a lot of, like, unused concepts made it into... Probably made sure. it into there as yeah. well. Obviously, some things that didn't make it into... That also didn't make it into Majora's Mask. Like, I know for specifically, Horseback Combat didn't make it into either one. Yeah. It did make it into Twilight, Twilight Princess eventually. Um, but, yeah, I'm sure they're, like things they wanted to do like I remember like with the uh, 64DD they wanted to do like expansion oh, right. stuff with Ocarina of Time right, I imagine right, some right, of right. that got reworked into yeah. Majora as well yeah uh, this is from Stomps our good buddy Stomps yeah. me, honey. said what up I found the zones and dungeons in Majora's Mask to not only be challenging but also generally unwelcoming 
Oh. As they were filled with intentionally unpleasant visuals and unsettling <laughs> music. I think it suits the game and could be great for me if I'm in the right mood for a gritty Zelda game. You know, this does have some unsettling music kind of constantly throughout this game. I, I was at the Great Bay and I was like, this is like not jolly beach music at all. Yeah. There's like some steel drums kind of in there to give you that beach vibe, but it's like, it's like not pleasant. Yeah, they all have like a same variation on the music, like the sad theme or whatever, until yeah. you defeat the dungeon and yes. then you get more, uh, like a better Winter tune. turns yeah. to spring, yeah. Yeah, and then you get better music, happier music, upbeat music. Um, but yeah, like I do agree with that. Like they're, they are meant to be, it's a little bit more involved mm-hmm. than Ocarina. Because Ocarina, yes, yeah, so you did go to an area, you had to figure out a way to get to the dungeon, but it was very basic. This had a little bit more activity involved, mm-hmm. especially a lot, like gathering the eggs in, uh, in, Zor- in, uh, in uh, the Great Bay. Yep. And then also uh, what you're doing in Ikana, like having to go through Ikana Castle, which is, you think is a dungeon. It's not a dungeon. It's like a yeah. mini dungeon. Also, the well below it, it's like that's a little bit more tedious. But mm-hmm. stuff like that where it's like a bit of an ordeal just to reach the dungeon yeah. uh, was like a concept that kind of like came to fruition and matured in, uh, in Majora's yeah. Mask. Yeah. Uh, the second part of the question, they said, what would, you, would you be happy with something like this out of Breath of the Wild sequel? Or do you think... You'd prefer something a bit more upbeat and vibrant. Uh, Breath of the Wild is like, believe it or not, it's a post-apocalyptic game where a lot of stuff went wrong. There's a lot yeah. of dead death yeah. in that game. <clears throat> a lot of ruins. But yeah, I think Zelda will always have a dark element and always a upbeat element. I they always just mix the two. They always they have for a long yeah. time. Yeah, it was kind of an involved quest line for each of the divine beasts. Yeah. Like culminating with those like kind of like mini game like sequences to to unlock each of the divine beast, mm-hmm. uh, those were hit or miss for for me personally. Um, don't know if I need those things maybe to come back so much as like, yeah, maybe maybe just like just the story like the element like going to like mm-hmm. Gerudo Town and like actually interacting with like all the characters and like having to figure out like I okay, to do some investigative work here it's mm-hmm. actually like a little bit more like laid back yeah um and and like you get to know the town the characters and stuff like that and eventually like lead one leads you out to the dungeon or something like uh, that's a, a thing i've always like wanted so it doesn't need to be so uninviting and down like you know mm-hmm. you know just you know a, a downer per se so much as like i just want areas lead segments leading up to a dungeon just to feel very meaningful and not just like filler like ah, i just got to get over this to get to the dungeon like i was like no i enjoyed doing this part mm-hmm. actually yeah like, me, i agree felt rewarding i'm curious to see the next like evolution of the blood moon concept you know yeah. like maybe oh, maybe yeah. you could do like a castlevania 2 like you know where it's like oh no now knights are a little harder to little deal with t- there's a lot more going on out there yeah so when the world kind of gets into a, a certain phase or depending on what area you're in, you have to decide, like, oh, do I want to wait to get through here? Yeah. Or do I want to specifically go in there when everything is dark and bad? Yeah. To finish some quest or get some item? Yeah. Uh, Jones, me and Domani have rambled about Zelda enough, so talk to me about V Rising. V Rising. What do you think V Rising is about? I mean, if I, I hear the phrase V Rising, I want to say Metal Gear, but... <laughs> right. Yeah. What do you think? Have you looked up anything? Oh, about I know this what this game, game is. Yeah, Don, what do you think V Rising is about? I know nothing about this game. Please tell me about. about what do you think? Just a guess. I'm though. guessing old I think it's sci-fi. A bad title. The old sci-fi series V. They're bringing it back. Is that what it is, Jones? Please tell Vampires. me. Vampires. Yes. Dang it. <laughs> Vampires is the V in V. I don't know why you wouldn't call it Vampire Rising or whatever, but um, 
This is this is where we're going to get back to the Valheim conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a survival game um, in the you know smacking trees. Um, you know, killing dudes as a vampire and taking as much leather as you can get and like bringing it back and building up your base. Um, not a lot of defense stuff. Um, so it's really your base is just like really like a factory. Like you really, you know, want to set that up so you can, you know, craft better, you know, armor and craft better weapons and stuff and like get new abilities. Um, but I, I did. I was initially attracted to it just because some friends recommended it that were like, you know, really into speaking of creepy worlds, but just really into, you know, just kind of like, you know, dark world of darkness type stuff. And, you know, to begin with, and you are like the underdog vampire warlord in this world where, you know, vampires got wiped out almost. And you like wake up in a crypt. You have nothing. You're just like fighting rats and like other undead with just like, you know, whatever you can find. Then you get out of there and you get your like beating heart of your castle. You have this thing that you like keep getting like blood essences from everything you you kill, and then you literally like funnel it into this thing, and it lets you know like how long it's gonna take until like it's drained all of this blood essence, and then your blood essence powers everything. And so you keep having to like you gotta get out into that world and you know, um, you first start out, you know, like uh, you know, interview the vampire style, just literally grabbing rats. Ah, cool. Uh, to now, I can like actually go after bigger animals, or now I can actually like it's fun to just even if I don't necessarily like need supplies, just to see some patrol of like three guys like with lanterns, like oh, we're out at night. And, like, cool. Sorry, guys, you just, <laughs> just kind of like <laughs> ghost form like into uh, the you know into the three of you and and wipe everybody out, or like you see a camp, and you know like had a point where I'm like, okay, I don't know if I'm confident enough to go into a camp to be taken out and if you get wiped out you just you know kind of maybe like lose some items and go back to um you know start back at at your base but you know getting strong enough to the point where like wait Mm -hmm. i think i can take out a camp and you know i just love love being the bad guy love just like oh no you know like you know taking taking out some guys patrolling um but then even past that, like, what well, the thing I just did this morning that I hadn't done yet where I'm like, just want to give myself a refresher on, like, how all of these systems work. Uh, when you build one thing I can't remember the name of in your base, it lets you know if, like, um, strong, like, specific, like, you know, uh, like, one was, like, the Alpha Wolf was the first one that you take out. So there's, like, you know, uh, once you can track these things through this thing you build in your base, you'll have this weird kind of blood cloud that's like, it's just kind of over here in this area, and then you'll find it like a little mini boss and take that thing out, and then I got the wolf form from killing okay. the alpha wolf, and so now Sick. I can run a little bit faster when I'm just like running through the world. Nice. And so even though obviously, you know, having a cooler castle and having better um, weapons is like a clear ladder that you are climbing uh it's kind of nice to have these things that you just want to kill to get these abilities anyway um and so i just and uh gameplay wise it's very diablo like it's very yeah, you know it's like you, isometric, are, right? you are top down okay. uh constantly and so you like a little bit more platforming than you would have in something like diablo so it's kind of fun to like leap off of you know ledges and and have like a quick uh like dash attack um and you know have various just little like platform or um traversal abilities that you get um but i just get not you know just like valheim i just get hooked by worlds like this especially when you like really start uh building your um uh your base uh one thing that i didn't like uh which is different from something like valheim is like you can just set up ground anywhere like you're just kind of like oh this hill is nice this view i dig so i'm just gonna knock out these trees 
where like I did get confused right away where they're like, okay, time to build your base. I'm like, where? And so like you sit down your little heart thing and then that, you know, sets up, um, you know, like your, your, uh, castles kind of stemmed around that and all things need to be the, the more you level that up you can literally see like oh I can build my walls a little further out and it took me a second to be like where can I lay this thing down because I would just go into build mode and it would be like red like no you can't put it anywhere here and so the more you read the map and the more you can see it's like oh I oh there are these little boxed out areas that very specifically are you know designed and there's not just one like you you kind of get some options in the first area um and compared to something like Valheim, where like you can like really get creative. Same thing with Minecraft. You can like you really just have the base building blocks of like how this works, and so you can kind of dig in any direction where you want to and make some really crazy um, structures. It is a little more rigid in terms of like you are building a vampire castle. Like it's right. not you know like there's not you know, thematically you can't you know kind of um, but can move you, outside like, of that. Can you build it pretty? Do you have like a lot of freedom in building it though? Like yes, you are building a vampire castle, but you could be like, I want my layout to be like this. Or yeah, something. I wanted my staircase to be okay. over here. Or cool. I want like I I'm at the point now where I can build a second floor if I want to, but I'm like nah, yeah. I really I really just kind of want to take <laughs> up this whole area, and um, I'm more interested in like getting power ups and exploring the world. But like, yeah, Don was just running the trailer, and like, there are clearly some. Cra- I, I just noticed this morning, like, I'm like, oh, I got my skill tree, and then I I noticed when I was replaying it, like, oh, this is one of like five. Like, there are a mm, lot, lot of crazy abilities that you get, and I think it's still in early access. Is yes, I uh, believe it is twenty bucks, and so even just putting like ten, twelve hours into it, um, I am. Uh, there's so much more that you can potentially do. I don't know if there's like a wall that I hit or like what the what the content block is mm-hmm. on um, how the early access works. But when I whenever I hit map, I have to zoom in really far because it like oh it brings up the map and I'm like I haven't even scratched the surface <laughs> yeah, of, of this area, and it could be a little cumbersome in that like you know uh, I would you know finish the quest I was trying to do or or like the the quote unquote quests are very finish this thing and then you will unlock this tier, unlock this ability to build this bench where you can now build this thing or expand your base. And so it's not so much like I'm going after a specific group or there's a character that I need to talk to. It's like all very rooted in like need the bone knife. So I'm doing yeah, this yeah. thing to like get that one extra like upgrade. So if you're looking for a very story heavy thing, like it is just, it is, you know, very rooted in just your survival. Just the gameplay. You're, you're the next tier of, of, um, uh, the tool that I will have to get stronger, um, but I love that. Mm-hmm. And, but it it there were moments where I would like go and finally get ah I got that last piece of leather okay I got to get back to my base and it's just like ah, I wish my built my base over here because then <laughs> would, you know if I fast traveled to this one fast travel point then it would be easier to get to you know to get back to my base. Um, but it's that slow burn that if a lot of people. You know, you enjoy that kind of like day night cycle. And speaking of obviously, it comes into play with you being a vampire. So can't go out in the day. you can go out in the day, but you just got it. Like when you step into the sun, the oh, sunlight, everything kind of, oh. you know, like gets like red and then you take damage. And then like, can you, know, you get it, anything to help you against that? At your base, you can set up little braziers that, you know, will, you know, like Block bring the in the darkness. And oh, so okay. like now I don't have to worry about that when I get back to my base. Cool. Um, but it's kind of fun when you're desperate right away where you're like and you can sleep in real time so if you're like doing something else at your desk you can like you can specifically see the clock of like the dark hours versus the light hours and so you can just like go back put yourself in your crypt heal when you're there and just like 
you know, let the clock run out and cool. go like listen to a podcast or something and then come back. <laughs> or you can like just go tree to tree, you know, like finding which is tough because you have to let you know, you're harvesting the stuff, but it creates more open areas that you can get beat up by by sunlight. And there were definitely some times I got taken out. So um you can manage those things, but if you are impatient and you just like want to treat the day like the night, you know, you gotta be a little careful about uh, how you're exposed. I might have missed, but like Combat's a part of this game for sure. Yeah. So, like, what kind of weapons are you using? You got, like, I assume, like, a sword. You got anything different? Like, I that? was a fan of the dual axes. That okay. was my fan. There's more kind of like spin attacks, and it's easier to like switch switch targets. But um, no bow. Uh, I can't. No, I got like a ranged like you know, blood pulse thing okay, yeah, that cool. I can do. But uh, yeah, not a lot of ranged uh, weapons. It's more abilities. Um, so yeah, it's primarily you know melee focused, um, and you know it's a lot about get in get out you know so there's a lot of like you know there's a huge bear that's got a big like aoe attack and mm-hmm. it like revs it up pretty obviously and so you really have to like put yourself in harm's way if you want to um uh if you want to take those risks you know for every blow but um uh it was pretty easy for me to discern what was like too difficult of a target i'm an idiot and like put my base where there's this huge like uh like kind of like treant thing, like marching around in front of my base. And so like, every time I go back, I got to like wait until it turns away and then like run past it. <laughs> Why did I build my base here? And if I really wanted to, I can just, you know, scrap everything and like move over to another location and set up a, yeah. base, set up a base pretty easily. But, um, and it, admittedly, I have not put like a ton of time into it, but um, uh, it looks pretty dense for like an early access mm-hmm. game. And um, it's just really, uh, it reminds me a little bit of um, Legacy of Kane. And that it's just, it's fun playing this, like, you know, tortured, like, uh, undead thing that's been asleep for so long. So you're, like, coming back to this world that, like, does not know that, like, really vampires exist. And so it's just fun, like, to catch things off guard. And and um, when you get to a point where you are stronger to, like, go back into the world and, like, make the world you know, punish the world, you know, for its indifference against the undead and, um, you know, to just, you know, to be like, there's no way to play a good person. There's no way to be like the nice vampire. Like you are clearly a monster that this world hates. And, uh, and so it's fun. Yeah. To just go through this, like, like quaint, like, you know, uh, fantasy world or go into big, as I was seeing in the the trailer, like big castle structures and just like run away, just run in (laughs) waste dudes. Or, you know, there's a feeding mechanic where, depending on the type of like class of thing or type of animal that you feed on, you get attributes from oh. that one specific right. thing. So yeah. if you choose just to feed on a particular, you know, like I just, all I'm doing is feeding on rogues right now so I can build up this like temporary oh, skill tree. That's funny. And then the moment you, that's sick. you know, feed on something else, you like start a new oh. you know, kind of building of that, you Got know, it. that, uh, that type of blood. Um, and uh, but that's like a very deliberate thing you have to do. So like once you whittle something down to like twenty percent health, I think then you. Mm-hmm. But it reminds me of you don't actually like bite it. It's very like Legacy of Cain, where like you're drawing, drawing the blood, it, yeah. as, you know, Sick. the blood out of yeah. it. Um, so yeah, if you're just if you love all of that, uh, yeah, uh, Vampire the Masquerade or uh, Legacy of Cain, uh, it's just fun. It's it's fun being the bad guy. I yeah. usually I usually like these worlds because I like to play the good guy and like you know the paladin mm-hmm. smiting the evil, um, but. Uh, yeah, I had some well, friends well, that, are, that, that, that always play the bad guy that were like, yo, Fear Rising. And um, the big thing is you can go into another person's world, kind of like Animal Crossing, to see what's going on. You can help them with their gains. But like, I, you, uh, I think you take money back, but I don't know if you take a lot of the right. – maybe supplies. But 
Uh, you can also one person can set up a server, and then we are all you know, oh yeah, that's cool gang of vampires. <laughs> and I think it's like up to eight or something. I don't know. Oh, it's that's it's good like you know, six or yeah. eight. Um, but uh, that is like clearly the way to do it because mm-hmm. you're all one person can be doing something at the base, and another person, you know, a couple more can be going out and like harvesting, yeah, and bringing it back. Um, so yeah, it's it it definitely got it. It's hooks in me. I think it was just kind of the tediousness of actually running through the world because it. I, I generally don't gravitate toward top-down stuff uh, if it, unless it's like, you know, Diablo where it's like, I went to that dungeon, I ran it, mm-hmm. done, where this is more exploring and I, I kind of, I like to like see the sky. Like Valheim. Yeah, I like yeah. to, I like to have, you know, witness more of the world so I can fall in love with zones. Yeah, I think that's Where fair. like, I spent so many hours just in like a forest, you know, so. Yeah. Kind of took away from the exploration a little bit, but. Yeah, it sounds sick. A lot I have to it. A lot of systems, a lot, a lot going on yeah. that you can explore. I have it, I just haven't played it yet, but it looks awesome. Damn, like being a vampire, that's just fun. Uh, I thought we'd try out a segment today. I'm going to call it Sort It Out. Ooh. Sort It Out. Ooh. I just want you, like, it's just a very basic thing. What's something that annoys you about video games? Could be a game mechanic, could be a, the ecosystem of a game, anything like that. I was thinking about this today, and I'm mad that I can't just buy some of these games. Like Nintendo Switch Online. The only way I could play these games is to be a subscriber. The only way to play Resident Evil Director's Cut here was to be the subscriber at the highest tier. But you could buy some of the other games. I could buy Wild Arms, which is sick. I love that. But I couldn't buy Director's Cut. I was like, just let me buy the game, man. Just let me do it. I understand why they're doing it, but just pisses me off that I can't just buy this game. What about you, boys? Shout out to Hot Wheels in, in Forza because I jumped in. I heard about this and was like, oh, I, you know, clearly this is something I'm going to enjoy. And then went in and it was like, you got to have the premium version of Forza. Uh, <laughs> but it was only to play it now. It was only like an early access, mm-hmm. you know, like. Uh, and so when I went in and saw the Hot Wheels on the map, I'm like, I, I, I've seen people playing this on Twitter. Why can't I check this out? And I was like, oh, it comes out in like two days. Oh, I was playing two days. You know, it was like that was an easy decision for me to make. Um, but I could see some people. I, it makes sense, the business model, because it is, you know, uh, so it's like just one of the darlings of Game Pass. And I could mm-hmm. see people having Game Pass getting into it. And they're like, oh, but I want to play this Hot Wheels stuff. And it's like, you got to, you know, like that amazing value of Game Pass has got to end somewhere. And we have to entice you to, you know, to spend more money in some way. But yeah, it does suck where, and it's kind of confusing where you hear about mm-hmm. this stuff being advertised. And then it's like, oh, okay, I don't, I don't have the time really. Like, it doesn't matter if it's a value or not. I just don't have that much time to explore all right. of the things going on in this service. Um, so yeah, I'm with you. Um, unskippable cutscenes, especially <laughs> on games. Resident Evil Seven, dude. You got to replay, and you, like, you, you can't skip the cutscene. It's like, wait, why? I. Right, you completed this. Like I get like okay, creator's intent. You want me to enjoy this? Like sure, force me the first time. But yeah, if you completed the game, it absolutely should let you skip. Cuts yeah, absolutely. That's super annoying. Yeah. Don, what's something that annoys you about games? I don't know. Some that popped into my mind. This is maybe an old gripe, but just anything that's you know, sign having a user agreement, you got to check off. At the oh, having gosh. you play any kind of third, oh, you, you know, play. some kind of app or some kind of thing that's interfering with the game or even interacting in any way. Drives me up a wall, makes me very nervous for the future when I turn this thing on. Is the thing even going to work anymore? Can I log in? I don't know what's happening, you know? I don't like that at all. It's One of the stop. reasons that uh, uh, just games being cryptic about something that they're, like, showing me uh, and not in, like, a fun kind of 
like mystery kind of way. I remember one of the things that I uh, complained about when I was playing Persona 5 was just like messy desk in your room. And I'm like, what it clearly this is going to be something. What is this? And like, it'd be one thing if like the character of the game was like, you can't access this, but you will later on. Or like it's counting down to the point where you can use that. Or clearly you, you know, this hasn't happened yet before you do it. But like, when uh, it kind of reminds me too of like uh, there's some even stuff uh, arbitrary stuff in Spider-Man where I'm like I know that this is a thing in the game I know I can do it why can't I do it right mm-hmm. away and it's like oh just because just you because. haven't done mission 8 and like ah Ugh. just like let me yeah. know that I'm getting close to that or let me you know so I can yeah. not anticipate it or not um, you know feel that the experience that I'm having is missing out in some way because yeah this I'm staring at this thing that I know that I can do and it sounds neat yeah that can be frustrating I almost brought this up, but I was like, nah, I've complained about this too much. It's on a cooldown is Nintendo achievements. I feel like I've been complaining about this for five years. Like, Dumbman is just facepalming because he knows I always complain about this shit. This is funny, Brad. You know why? Why? I am so happy Nintendo has not added achievements, and I hope they never do. Don, no! (laughs) Why? Uh, I hate achievements. I don't want... Nintendo doesn't need them. They don't need them. Do they, Damiani? Do they really need the achievements? They put them in their individual games. I think the the thing that they could lean on is they have the the platinum point system, because they already have, like, Nintendo account, like, uh, uh, missions, called missions, sorry, that you can complete, and there's, like, four each week you can do. But it'd be cool if they like tied that into like your your system because it's kind of like what PlayStation's doing, doing with PlayStation yeah. Stars, where it's like, hey, you do do this in the game, like oh, whatever achievement. It doesn't have to be all, a bunch of achievements, but like one or two things in a game you accomplish, mm-hmm. give you some platinum coins would be like nice. Be like, what yeah. if it's like you know you're playing Zelda or whatever, you got all the achievements in that game, you get a unique avatar or something. Like, I think about... There were themes? Yes, yeah. exactly. You get, like, the theme or something if you get a platinum or you beat yeah. the game. Something yeah. sick like that. Nintendo, damn it! You have such potential! I don't even give you, like, themes on the Switch. Like, 3DS had themes. Themes, yeah. Man, they had so many themes on 3DS. It was great. Now Switch is like, do you want light or dark mode? It's like PS4. <laughs> yeah! Uh, uh, achievements are funny because every now and then they, they get me. Like, I really want to do it if I, you know, and but it's funny, like, there's some games I totally fall in love with, and I'm just like, eh, you know, mm-hmm. maybe it's just the quality of them or, yeah. like, a specific genres that it really plays to. But uh, I don't think there were achievements for um, Power Wash Simulator when it was in early access, and I think they added them. Because mm. there's a lot of stuff that I'm like, wait, I've done that, but it's like a performative thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not like, oh, get to this level or finish these levels. It's like, do this while you're doing the level. Uh, and so I'll see, I'm like, oh, that's kind of clever. No interest. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go back and clean that whole backyard again just to get that one thing. I'm good. For as obsessed as I am with that game and willing to do yeah. stuff that, you know, is, uh, could be deemed very monotonous by your <laughs> average player. Yeah. Still not willing to go back. Sort it out. All right, you boys ready for some emails? Yep. Mm. This is from Mirko. Hello, oh, hello, allies. With all the summer's game announcements, it's crazy how much video games have evolved. But what are some things in gaming that you had rather not seen evolve? I'm talking about small nitpicky things. I, for one, love when a shooter has actual health packs instead of health regen. Mm. We've gotten most of the time these days. Also, the use of L2 and R2 for the brake and gas in racing games is something that never clicked for me. First world problems, I know, but they quickly become the new standards in games, and I never understood it. Do any of you allies have small nitpicks like this as well? Love and respect from Belgium, Marco. DLC. It's something that 
super annoys me. One thing I thought of immediately, Damiani, is this trend I feel like with some Nintendo games is their games coming out and not feeling content complete. Oh, yeah. That feels like more than a small nitpick, though. I know, but I'm, it's not a small yeah. nitpick, I guess, but that's just something that popped in my mind. Oh, like, yeah. Why are you they're, doing this? Especially their sports, their sports games. Golf, like, really, Wii Sports, or yeah. whatever it's called. I mean, we just had Strikers get, like, the new course. first free one, but it's like, it feels like this is stuff that needs to be in the game when people buy and purchase the original game. Mm-hmm. They want to play it right then and there. Not everyone wants the slow burn of updates. Like it's this weird like it's not even like a full commitment from Nintendo either. It's not like here here's a content roadmap with clearly they don't even tell you out of the gate. Like most of these other content romance, like even like Sunbreak right now, it's like weird here's like through the next year are updates with like Windows. Mm-hmm. Nintendo's like, uh we got like Three more Mario Kart tracks coming out, or packs or whatever, and they have a like an end date, but like they'll show up when they show up, and like yeah. this, it's like it's like they're not they don't like being specific, and like people, I think it makes it harder for people to like know if they want to commit to that and if they're gonna enjoy it. So like most people, I think, just want to play the game. If there's any DLC, be there right away. Just mm-hmm. like get, like rip that bandaid off. Okay, there's extra stuff you gotta buy or you gotta play for after afterwards, but. I don't. I've never been a fan of having to wait a long time, like more than a month, for any kind of additional content for a single, especially for a single player. And game. especially it's like, if it's not like what? substantial. Yeah. Like uh, Wii Sports, they added like another mini game when there's only six before. That's yeah. Like it's that stuffs. I hate that. I don't really like. Why that. are you doing that? But I think that's like a big issue with like with the Nintendo's like sports games. Yeah. yeah. What about Joe? Is there anything like you know the trends vault. that you don't like? The vault? Oh, gosh. Just yes. the idea of, like, yes. it's back. Oh, it's out God. of the vault. <laughs> the Disney like, vault. Oh, cool. Okay. And, like, yes. oops, going back in the vault, like the McRib, you know. Oh, just, man, oh, that's funny. It's out. And, yeah, I've seen this a lot. I have not uh, played the beginning of Destiny 2, but I haven't played this. But there's, like, really conflicting opinions from the community where, like, people actually understand why Bungie's doing that. And a lot of people are, like, really mm-hmm. frustrated by it. But they're like, I bought this thing, <laughs> you know, but, like, mm-hmm. now it's not there anymore for... You know, for reasons that don't make sense from a, you know, maybe a lore standpoint or just from like a world building standpoint. But at the same time, it's like, I totally get it because you want to create this kind of like artificial yeah. um, interest in stuff. They got me on 4th of July when I was playing all the indie stuff and they were like, Captain America's back. I'm like, no, I'm not going <laughs> to. No. I like, don't really even like the character model and, and, you know, that much. And it's just not, you but know, you not love somebody Cap. that I gravi- yeah, gravitated towards, but it's just. Literally, it's Fourth of July and Cap's there. He's like, back. You know, that's America. That's I'm like, oh, Cap, urgency. No, yeah. No, no. No. Smart. Don, what about you? Anything? Anything that bugs you? Uh, nothing. I can really pops into my Bless mind. You, that much. Bless yeah, you, Don. Bless you. Good man. Thinking everything's moving in the right direction. Okay. Uh, this is from Tommy Lee. The second half of October is stacked. Hypothetically, blood couldn't get any codes for the. Blood, hypothetically, Blood couldn't get any codes for those games. Which oh. is your individual number one purchase priority from among them? Your answers can overlap. Okay. Uh, why you guys think I'll bring up a list? Oh, Gotham Knights. No way I'm not, not playing Gotham Knights. Oh, Gotham Knights. Forget about it. Midnight although Suns I, is that month. Although I probably, yeah, I Gotham think. Knights ahead of Midnight Sun for sure. Oof. Oof. Yeah, it's probably between... Mario and Rabbids in Bayonetta 3? Yeah, this IGN list is outdated. And the other only uh, one there I'm interested in playing, but I'll, uh, 
uh, might come last is the new Star Ocean's also dropping. Oh my god, Divine are you Force? serious? That's yeah, same that's Dude. October. Oh my god, like Plague Tales coming out? Yeah, Plague Tale 2. Requiem. Ooh. Scorn is finally oh, coming out. Man, Scorn. I actually started Plague Tales on my uh, PS5 right now. I um, Oh, nice. That was, yeah, I think that was just a game I had for some reason, and I'm like, that that, that seems up my alley. Dude. So I'm about half an hour through that. I'm enjoying it. Reverse is coming out in October, dummy. <laughs> so, yeah. Talk about anticipating. Believe it when it in a long time. Yeah, believe it when I see it. Man, I actually think um, Plague Tale might be the one I'm most hyped for. I really liked the first game. I think it had some rough edges, but I really liked it. I'm digging it. Seems like a huge step up. Very emotional opening to that game. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, big time. Very dramatic. I mean, it's just a, uh, like a story, an opening to a game I've seen so many times mm-hmm. where it's just like, okay, here's your character. Here are your protagonists and the people that they care about. And now everything's terrible. And like, but um, it's uh, just the way it's done and, you know, the way uh, everything is handled. Um just yeah, script wise and world building wise and yeah, yeah. Jeez, digging it so far. Uh, this is from uh, Ricky. Said PS Plus hidden cost. Hey Brad and crew, since the launch of the new PlayStation Plus, I have been stubbornly resisting the temptation to subscribe and expand my gaming catalog in favor of maintaining a constant focus and appreciation appreciation for the myriad of titles already at my disposal, one game at a time. Speaking from personal experience. I know you just I know just how difficult it is these days to devote yourself to a game given the deluge of media bombarding us from every angle. I have no doubt that the subscription to this service would only exacerbate things for me with a constant gnawing feeling that I should be getting my money's worth by sampling something else the service has to offer. Is it possible that the value from money offered by PlayStation Plus could come at the cost of personal investment with any individual game? All the best from Scotland Ricky. So I guess the idea of like not having this and just focusing on what you got or that you are discovering a strength in yourself. Yes. That is going to help you in many things in life. That is incredible that you can do that, especially if you're in any way attracted to it. Um, I think the main dr- speaking of retirement, Brad, this is like something where I, I really looked ahead at the next year. I'm like, what do I want to play? Mm-hmm. And like, you know, not having to do this for a podcast or not having to do this for review or the coming up in a group stream or, you know, I can definitely step back and be like, okay, that looks interesting. Something like Midnight Suns. That looks interesting, but I can wait. Mm -hmm. You know, I I heard the sentiment a lot on podcasts over the years. They're like, hit me with a sale and now we're talking. And like, okay, yeah, that might seem like a good time to do it. You know, playing Rabbids however many years later, it's like still holds up because it's still the sequel still hasn't come out yet. Um, And so, yeah, there is... It's something like a, a a streaming package like can seem or you know something like a um, a you know pay for a game pass and then get all of this stuff can seem very attractive but even just like the the PS1 stuff that I went back you know like jumping flash I loved so much in the PS1 and like jumped into it and I was like you know, literally jumped in uh, and I'm like oh yeah the nostalgia and like I lasted 10 minutes and just <laughs> out, you know, like, I'm not, this is not something yeah. I'm really going to invest in and so I think there is a kind of a glint in your eye to a potential you know like wow look at all of the stuff that's available into it that I can just check out but like your actual value that you'll get out of it you're not really going to know until you know you fork out that cash and then it it can be really easy to like the next month be like oh did I get your oh yeah mm-hmm. I still have that well it's only that much money it's like if you can hold off good for you focus on that games you know you want to play yeah I mostly agree uh, 
uh, I think one service is enough. Like I already have Nintendo Switch Online. Next is like plenty like, of games, retro games. It's like and the DLC for a bunch of like a few games will be expanding. I don't know how I could keep up. If I don't have an Xbox, so I don't have to worry about Game Pass. But like if I did and had that and tried like PlayStation, like I'd feel like I'd be like missing out like on so many things. I'm like. Yeah, I feel I feel would probably feel a little bit guilty. Like, man, I have all these games I should be playing, but like that's the eternal problem of the backlog. And yep. now you're just expanding your backlog probably exponentially. <laughs> and it's like you don't really need that. I, I personally prefer the I'm gonna I want to play something. I'm gonna stick with. It, I'm gonna play through it, and then I'll move on to the next thing. I don't like juggling. These services feel like for you juggling multiple games at once. Yes, and I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. That's not me. I don't generally do that. So I have Game Pass and PlayStation Premium. I have a lot of games to play. Right. I think it can be overwhelming. Like, I have so many games just installed that I'm like, I'll play you one day. Like, I've had Knights of the Old Republic, like, installed for, like, two years, I feel like. Just ready to play that game. And I installed, like, Wild Arms. I'm like, oh, I want to play this. But right. I'm not going to get to it. But I, I have come to the terms of... I used to be very much like, I'm playing one game at a time and that's it. But now I'm like, I can do two. I can do maybe two, three if they're super different. Right. Maybe a game you can hop in like a Fortnite, like I can hop in for like an hour and be like, "Cool, I'm done like that." But yes, it is overwhelming, especially in this age where everything is subscription and everyone's trying to get you to sign up for content. It can be it can be tough, but I think if you you gotta stay focused. Like you guys are staying focused. Sounds like they're staying focused pretty well too. Right. I think that's the key. I I got some people reached out to me, Damiani, and they were like, "So you finished Realm Reborn?" And again, I haven't seen you and logging in a little bit while you're coming back. And it's like, yes, I am. But that's the thing is, you know, I I knew there were like four more areas that I hadn't done in Power Wash Simulator because it was going to come out early access. Mm -hmm. There's this, you know, this other game I thought was neat. And then I will come back because once I dip my toe back into that, especially going into, you know, the expansions, which I've never know so little about. um, It's not, you know, there will be no need to, you know, spend money on a lot of that other stuff. Totally. Until Gotham Knights come. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last email is from Greg. Hi, allies. A couple days ago, I started playing Dodgeball Academia as it was announced to be leaving Game Pass. It's a cute little game. Yeah. Side note, if he hears this, I cannot stress enough how much I think he would like it. Yes, I think he would. But uh, one thing in the language settings that really stood out to me, but there's one thing in the language settings that really stood out to me. I've been learning Japanese for close to six years. Nice. And I was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised to find that this game also has a learner mode. This allows you to have the majority of the text on screen be in your chosen language, but you are also able to see translations in other languages of your choosing at the bottom of the screen. So effectively, you can play it in two languages simultaneously. The game's base text is, just, is in Japanese, but I can see in English in the bottom of the screen and in case I'm struggling with a certain phrase or come across a word I don't recognize. You can mix and match languages. You can hide the translations you prefer to challenge yourself. The game has a lot of options you can ch- uh, change at any time. I want to shout out this feature as I think it's just a very cool, unique, useful feature for someone like myself. Yeah. And ask the panel if there has been any other innovative features that they've seen in games that they like to put a spotlight on. Don't necessarily have to be related to languages. Uh, whatever you have an answer or not. Thanks for answering. Love and respect, Greg. So some feature, I guess, that you, that stood out to you in games, you're just like, shout out. Just that historical stuff that they've done with Assassin's oh, Creed, which is already so yeah. densely historical. Yeah. But it's like that, 
that seems so smart given how much work they're already putting into mm-hmm. all of these assets. And, you know, to I bet there were so many details that they're like, we learned so much about the culture of, you know, Vikings of, of you know, ancient Egypt. And, you know, I, I can imagine developers kind of want to take every person playing and be like, look, look at this. Yeah. You know yeah. What that is. There's a reason that's there. And so I, I you, you know, know uh, the, the, I. I'm so tempted to check it out, but I haven't. But this, you know, what they've added now in Valhalla, where you like are actually going to going on quests and controlling these other characters, um, and uh, I wonder if that kind of came from um, what they were doing with Watch Dogs Legion. Mm-hmm. You know, this idea of like, what if you could just, you know, not have like a ton of crazy abilities and stuff, but just physically embody this person and walk as them. Um, I'm just I'm all about immersion in games, and so that sounds really interesting. And just to bounce off what they said, I wish I had something like this in high school when I was like yes. taking like Spanish three. Yeah, I'd be like, oh yeah, I will totally take this game mm-hmm. that I'm playing and put it in a different language that I'm actively studying, just so you can, you know, keep that. Hear so many different people say it, and yeah, you know, it's one thing to know a word means another word in a language, another to hear someone native speaker just burn through a sentence super fast, and you're like, wait, whoa. I got a little bit of mm-hmm. that, but the more you expose yourself to it, yeah, it really helps. Anything you can think of, Damiani? <sighs> like I've seen something. This is just nothing tangible is coming to mind at the moment. Get that photo mode in Stray with an update, man. Yeah. Photo modes. Photo modes are always good. Yeah. I've seen like a recent trend in games like supporting like colorblind stuff like that. And like just helping out people that have like maybe a disability in some yeah. way or something like that. I think that's really sweet. And I'm glad they're kind of expanding upon that. Because, well, if I'm not going to use it, there's so many things I'm like, I would have never realized that that was an issue. Like, um, you know, a lot of the a lot of what's been done with people who uh, who have epilepsy or Mm -hmm. might, you know, be prone to seizures and, you know, thinking about seeing those moments in games and not being affected by it and not even realizing, oh, like, yeah, that's yeah, that's crazy. That kind of expands. You know, even though, you know, these people have had so many issues with so many games that they wanted to play over the years, it's, you know, it's nice to expand my mind in that way of, like, all of the things that games can do for better and worse, Mm -hmm. you know, but all the experiences that we can't have. You've had issues with VR. You've had issues with, you know, first-person shooters. And um, so uh, a lot of that stuff I take for granted. And so it uh, helps increase my experience even if I don't have to, you know, access a lot of that stuff. I got two. Um, just the uh, ability to turn off motion blur and mm-hmm. camera shake. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, every game that lets me do that. Um, dialogue heavy games that let you hit a button and bring up like the, the conversation text. that you missed. Oh yeah, and like nice. go back yeah. and reread it and stuff. Yeah, like that is nice. Uh, Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes does that, and that even lets you like go back to a previous line and like it'll reveal it for you too. Yeah. So like you just like hear the character say it again if you like miss something or just want to hear the line again. Yeah, those are nice. Uh, if you would like to submit a comment or a question to Frame Trap, I put a post up on the Patreon for Final Up patrons every week about two days before we start shooting this. So usually on a Sunday, I'll put it up there. You can write in whatever you want to ask us about. I'll usually put in the game, some of the games we're talking about too now. So if you want to ask questions about those games specifically, please do. But that's it for Frame Trap, boys. Loved it. Loved yeah, it. It was nice. It was good. Uh, Don, it was wonderful to have you in there. Love. Thank it. you for having me. Holding it down. Be here. Appreciate it. And Jones, I mean, thanks for coming in, man. It was That's a, a pleasure. Yeah. Nice it, it'll it'll be rare, but I mean, I you know, yeah. I I was playing. <laughs> I went through, I went through a, uh, an arc while I was playing Power Watch Simulator. First, I played it for my son. Then I played it for myself. And then, getting near the end, I was like. This is this, this is, is it. I was thinking about streaming it, but I was like, this is personal for me, and I don't know. You know, maybe I'll maybe I'll get around to that later. But um, uh, I was like, oh god, this is the best. I could just see the look on your face, mm-hmm. being like. 
power wash yeah. simulator. It's like, that is the reaction that I want. Yeah. I love bringing a random game to Frame Trap. Um, sure was. Yeah, there were a lot of, a lot of too many games to talk about, too many games to play, uh, fun to get updated and yeah. all that stuff. And uh, Dom Maloney. I want to play rabbits once again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to play rabbits. I got a hunger for rabbits coming oh, out of yeah. It's good, yeah. man. That's good. All right. That's going to do it, everybody. We will see you all next time. Goodbye. <laughs>